Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast here on the 25th of April 2017. Yes. Some Somebody just sent me a video where they took the intro from Persona 5, but replaced the music with the Cowboy Bebop theme. Is so this something good. that you didn't realize you needed in your life until now? Or? Yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, God, it syncs up so well. It just, it just, it's so satisfying. <laughs> style, 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 cool, and more style, I think, uh, two main ways to describe both of those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So <clears throat> it makes sense that they go together well. It's just, it's fun. It's nice to watch. True enough. Feeling. True <laughs> enough. We welcome back to the show once again, a man who shows up on an eight to ten month basis with a new piece of fan art and no webcam. Uh, big thanks to Wild Animal Reserve on DeviantArt for this wonderful little piece of what Cry's face may look like. We have no proof of that one way or the other. Cry, welcome back to the show. Yo, what up, dogs? How's it hanging? Oh, it's low and easy, as usual. Have you actually had any sleep? Um, we're not going to talk about that. Let's just move on. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's a, that's a no, then. <laughs> Base assessment, base assumption. Sounds like a no to me, yeah. yeah. I would say it does, without a shadow of doubt on that one. Ah, quite the week it has been so far. It actually hasn't really. Nothing's really happened. I was going to say, yeah. go on. It's like, what an incredible <laughs> week in gaming to talk about. Unbelievable things are happening. Nothing actually has happening. No. Un unbelievably small amounts of things are happening. Yes, nothing's yes. really going on right now, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes that's for the best, though. Oh, yeah, indeed. May you live in interesting times. No. I don't know of anything too interesting that's going on in the gaming space right now, so we'll probably fill time for the next three hours, as usual. Co-optional podcast, we do occasionally talk about video games. <sighs> Jesse, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hello. Nothing. Just, man, am I salty over blizzard heroes fans they are the worst really here's the store fans are trash all right I'm say, you're trash. Well, here we go here we go this baby great start yeah because heroes of the storm 2.0 came out today it's right? trash in the and their fans are trash wow so let, me just, right. let me just say oh okay. i'm just gonna put it out there i'm just gonna put it out there you're trash you're trash babies why and i don't now, like you yeah do you want to explain yourself or do you want to just like leave it I, i'm not okay I, honestly with truly in the i just want to leave it about it truly i just want to leave it be well, like you're trash shit. babies you've started on this now you've you have started the fire. i honestly just want to leave it there and be like just clip it send it to everyone who's playing here the storm right now be like you're trash babies the end you um really truthfully here's what it is uh here's the storm 2.0 came out here's the storm 2.0 is literally the same game but they've changed leveling and they've given you loot boxes. So it's nothing's changed. It's a stupid rebranding. And I called it okay. what it was. It's dumb rebranding. And I'm not going to like get hype about some bullshit. And every one of those fans is like, yeah, uh, could you explain more about why you don't like it? No, I don't need to explain fucking shit to you. Go to hell. Uh, <laughs> How's your esports team? It, not fucking good, but how's your stupid Twitch career, asshole? <laughs> How are you? Oh, God, what are you? You can't make comments. Let people enjoy shit. No, people shouldn't enjoy garbage. No, I'm not going to, like, back off. It is. There's a reason why League and Dota fucking kill it, because they haven't made the changes they need to make. And I'm so tired of people being like, well, it's okay, just because it's fucking Blizzard. 
Stop it. Stop being fanboys. I mean, I, no I, don't, one... I don't disagree with the principle behind that, certainly. You know, oh, you, sh you shouldn't be fanboys. You should hold companies to account. No, Blizzard shouldn't be one of those companies that gets away with murder like Bethesda and Nintendo does. No, absolutely not. But I, I don't know if this is the reason why Heroes isn't doing as well as League of Dota. I don't think it is ever going to. Those no, games have had it's not, years. No, because it's not a good game. Because at its I... core, it's still a flawed game. But you really it, think that? The amount that you've played it and you really believe that Heroes, to its 100%. core, is not a good game. Why is that? It's a flawed game. Well, uh, well it's basically, flawed, yes, but... All right, here, here, here's, at its core, this is the problem. Okay, uh, Heroes of the Storm is a game that, because it is so heavily team-based, rather than uh, a person carrying, yes. there's a person failing like a, trying to think of what the opposite of a carry would be. The opposite of a instead of a hard the carry, there's a hard way. failure. Albatross. Call it, call it the albatross. Albatross yeah. around the neck of the team. Although I and must so, really point out that every other big game has that too. Like you can, in fact, you to can, a worse you extent. Can hard, but you can hard carry. Like in other games, people can carry your ass. You can even if you, you can suck, carry you can over still that, win. Maybe yes, you know. Yes, no, but that's the thing. There's maybe the possibility of a chance in other games. Okay. In heroes. If you have one shitty person, no matter how good you are, that shitty person holds you back. Just a fact. That's just a fact. Oh, and yeah, there's, no, there's nothing else you can do about that because it's all XP. Everything is team-based. Everybody shares, yeah. And everybody yeah, shares. So if one true, person is really fucking with you and one person's trolling like a, like a dick, you know, that's just the game, will... game's over from the beginning. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can okay. do. It literally is downhill from there. And you can't carry. In other games, there's the potential that you could. At least you have that feeling that you could. In Heroes, it's impossible. You, you could, although I my counter-argument to that would be that the ability to feed, if you were just utter trash in these other games, especially in Dota, of more so than any other game, the benefit to the other team for somebody feeding them is massive. We're talking about massive XP advantages, massive lane control advantages, and massive gold advantages as well if somebody happens to be feeding a lot. There's a reason people get super pissed off about that in Dota. I agree that, yes, there's always the comeback potential because the skill ceiling in Dota is higher. The individual skill ceiling, anyway. So, yeah, you can have a no, guy that really comes back. It's like, yeah, I'm great, and I'm going to super hard carry, and we're going to get through this. The problem is, in an <sighs> equal setting, if the other team is really as good as you, then you shouldn't be able to come back from somebody feeding, really. In theory. In, in theory, in theory, uh, another fundamental problem with the game is is the maps are many of the maps are just plain bad, just bad maps. I get they're trying to be creative, which is cool, but um, their creativity results in like some really terrible uh, uh, maps that many characters just can't play on. I, uh, I or, agree. Or with that. Well. It is hard. It is really hard to to balance a large number of maps for then a large number of heroes. There's kind of a reason why League and Dota only use one map. I remember when League brought Dominion out first, the meta for Dominion was so fucking different and it actually broke certain characters to yep. ludicrous degrees. Like, what the fuck? Like, how could you possibly even beat this character on this map type to the point where I think they just said, look, we're not going to balance for Dominion. We're just not. Like, because if we do, we'll fuck it up for everything else. I think they tried a sort of Dominion aura for everything where like everybody got certain bonus stats on the mode to try and balance things out. But I think eventually they just gave up. Yeah. Um, then there are character balance changes that need to be made. There are, I mean, there's so many things that I perceive to be much more important than 
let's change the leveling and let's make stuff in loot boxes now. Like, I, I agree. I'm insulted as a person who plays this game that Heroes 2.0 really doesn't change the game is what mm. I'm saying. At my core, that's what I'm angry about. Okay. I think it's that's aggravating fair. that they would dare be like, it's 2.0. We're changing everything. I think the 2.0 branding is bullshit. Like I yeah, was expecting, it's total like bullshit. I need to. I would expect 2.0 to be a pretty seismic shift in the way that absolutely. Things work. You know, yes. You compare it to one of the major Dota patches, which completely changed the nature of the game. You know, the the one where they added bounty runes, for instance, and completely that that changed fucking everything. Or the one where they completely redesigned the map. The the major big point oh patches are usually a seismic shift in the nature of the game. And I was looking through, I was like, okay, so where's the big, where's the big mechanical overhaul? Where's the revolution in that regard? And like, oh, there isn't really isn't any, is there? They've new interface is nice. Loot boxes are nice. The new progression, it seems nice. Maybe better than the old model, but it's not incredible compared to a big, huge overhaul patch to another Dota style game. Uh, it is a, it's Jesse. an odd choice. Would you like the 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 patch here if it wasn't called 2.0? If it was uh, yeah. sort of something else like uh, Absolutely. I don't if, know, they, if they said this boxified. was Yeah, they said this was here's the storm and we are just changing our leveling system. But what they're doing is they're launching a huge rebranding initiative and they're like, well, you know, we've we've learned a lot, we've changed a lot. You guys should definitely come back. And there's a lot of stuff here. Mm, yeah. There really isn't. I'm here to tell you it's the exact same fucking game. And every fanboy, literally right now, who's blowing me up on Twitter, and I quote, real mature asshole, you are a cunt on the podcast, fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, to everyone who I is blowing me up know, on- this is the only reason we bring him on the show, actually, to be a cunt on the podcast. We need at yeah. least one, thank you very much. We wouldn't have a balanced, diverse panel without that. Can't yeah, I'm sorry, I can't, Indeed. I can't, can't get behind- Can't optional. <laughs> in, we're talking to you. <laughs> I can't, I can't get behind it. It's just a stupid thing. I'm sorry. If they were like, if they were more honest and said, this is what it is, we are literally changing shit so that we're making it more along lines of, of uh, Overwatch, fine. But you can't, like, I, I'm sorry. I, I literally cannot buy into Blizzard hype anymore. They are so good at hyping shit up that is a non-thing. It aggravates the fuck out of me. And as a massive Blizzard fanboy, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I can't do it anymore. All they do is come up with creative ways to trick their really passionate fan base. And I'm tired of it, Blizz. I'm going to call you out on that shit. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if Dodge is either muted or hiding right now. Uh, oh, I, I, have hiding. No, cool. I have nothing to add. I know yeah. nothing about that game. You don't play I've it. I've played yeah. it once. Yeah. Uh, you and like everyone else. It'd I be great if they did change the game so more people would play. But instead, they didn't. So it's going to have the exact same audience of like incredibly hardcore players who are going to take all the time in the world to shit on me right now. So <laughs> it's amusing to see a group of hardcore players in a game that clearly is not hardcore, was never really designed to be. So yeah. time and again, you know, it's the Mario Kart uh, Dota clones, and it's that's good. Like, I just feel like that game should be one that you can drop in and drop out of. It's the. It's the neutral middle ground. Like, say you've got a bunch of friends that play League, you've got a bunch of players that play Dota, you maybe got a few guys that play Smite, and it's like, what if we could all join together in harmony and play this game, which is probably inferior to all three, but at least we could get into it quick and, you know, get into a game and get out, you know, in about 20 minutes. That, yeah. that seems like a good... That seems like a good place in the market to be. And honestly, when I dive back into Heroes, and I do this, like, every couple of months, 
I'll come back and play Heroes for a couple of weeks. I'll solo queue all the time. If I lose, I don't really care because it's probably a 20 minute or less game and I'm used to playing hour long games of Dota Misery. So in comparison to that, nothing that Heroes does to me could ever be painful again. So I think it's in that sense, it's okay. But I don't know. Is that what Blizzard really wants to be? They no, still keep pushing the esports not. side of, of it. They want to be more be, than that. Which is so aggravating. Your game is, again, I'm going to put this out there. If League is Grand Theft Auto, your game is Saints Row. Be silly. Be fun. Be Saints Row. You can't, you can't make a Chogall and a fucking Probius and be like, we're an esport guy. We're also an esport. No, you're not. You're a fun <laughs> game. It's Be like fun. Other Hearthstone. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. We we have cards that will randomly change our entire deck into legendaries, but we're also an esport. It's like, well, you're what, mate? No, you're not. Make your mind yeah, up. Choose one or the other. I just yeah. can't. I yeah. It's it sounds like again, as a person who's not like involved in this game at all, but it sounds like more than anything you're upset that they made a huge deal about this is going to be 2.0 heroes 2.0 and in the end the amount of changes was so minimal it might as well have been a patch well the, 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 the changes patch. yeah it's the changes were just on the marketplace level that the, the, the thing I'll, I'll give you it like the 2.0 rubbed me the wrong way because so many of these changes were focused on it's the game's monetization rather than anything else i'm like mm. don't don't sell me that and claim that it's a big benefit to me. Like you come added up with sprays new... and banners and you know more skins emoticons, like... guys. Emoticons, you know, emoticons. for when you chat for when you chat in the middle of a game. Oh yeah. Why yeah. the fuck would you do that? <laughs> Play the game. I don't no want to see your emoticons. Time. Like you, you bear in mind that this is a game that has enemy chat turned off by default. Can yes. you even turn that on? Is that even possible? No. no. <laughs> so you'd be emoticoning your teammates, and your teammates are gonna be like, "Play the game." Play no one wants <laughs> so, to see your so emoticon. I, I spent five minutes looking for the perfect emoticon for this particular situation. It's like no one wants to see your lost. sprays. No one like play the uh, game. It's it's one of those things that drives me crazy. Even in in Overwatch, where sprays are like a thing. Maybe at the very beginning, someone sprays. That's it. Ninety percent of the time, you never see a spray. You'd have to have more than one spray for that to even be useful in the middle of a game. Honestly. Mm. I don't see. I don't well, really see the point in that. At least in Overwatch now, you can have multiple. Like you can have multiple things. So you can have multiple dialogue choices or emotes yeah. and things like that. So that's. I mean, that's a thing. But again, you're playing a MOBA, and I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm, like, it's just so frustrating to me because I wouldn't care if I wasn't a fan of Blizzard. And so, like, this is passion. Watching shit that I love, suck, and it's only because. Over the last few years, Blizzard has gone into this realm of, like, all hype, no substance. Truthfully, that's what it is. It's a lot of hype, a lot of cool stuff, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, I want them to produce cool things, and I'm waiting for it. And I'm waiting for the big changes and the big announcements. And, you know, since Overwatch's initial launch, there hasn't been anything that Blizzard's done that's been like, whoa, holy shit, they're changing the game again. I don't know. I'm just waiting for them to, to be the company they should be. That's all. Are you going to keep playing it, buddy? Am I going to keep playing Heroes? Yeah, because I play <laughs> with my friends for fun. I'm not going to not keep playing a game that I, like, fucking think is kind of, like, cool to dick around with. But it's not, like, a good – that's the problem. It's, it's – I have, I have an inherent problem being addicted to Blizzard stuff. Like – I still play Diablo, even though Diablo 
like hardly anyone plays that shit anymore. I still play uh, Warcraft. I still play Starcraft. I still play Overwatch. I still play uh, Heroes. I still play Hearthstone. All these games where I'm like, why am I playing this? <laughs> I still play it. I'm addicted to it. I can't stop. I'm a massive fanboy for Blizzard, but at least I see the problems with it. I'm just sucked in. I'm in that world and I cannot escape. Well, you know, the reason you have so many concerns is because you're invested in it. Yeah. You wouldn't, there's no point in spending this much time complaining about something you don't care about. That's why, that's why I never understand it. So why do you just leave? It's like, because I like it. I just want it to be better. Absolutely. What's wrong with yeah. that? <laughs> and it's one of those things where the minute I stop mentioning it or stop caring about it is when I no longer care. And that's when you as a company should really worry because no one's talking about your game anymore. And nobody like, cares. You're in a bad relationship where like, you know that the person can be better, but they just got worse and worse. And like, I can change you. Just listen to me. <laughs> I've been but in a few of those, Cry. I know how that works. <laughs> you, we, we understand each other. You yeah, get it. Yeah. I'm just saying it's one of those things where I really, truly just want, I know Blizzard can deliver greatness. And so I'm, I, I'm hanging in for the next time it happens is where I'm at. It, it takes a sort of, within the Blizzard mindset, it takes something of a, a revolution in their mindset to really make these kind of changes. They get very yeah. stuck in their ways. They generally patch and update very slowly. We've actually been complaining about this for years within StarCraft 2. And we've pegged it as one of the reasons why StarCraft 2's popularity started to fade. Because you keep people playing games by keeping them constantly fresh and it makes them feel like they're alive. So with a game like League of Legends, you know, you'll add a... They had a period, I don't know if they still do this, but they had a period where they added a new champion every two weeks. Which, like, that game could never get old if you're going to do that. That's absolutely ridiculous. Because adding a single champion changes the whole game, essentially. And with StarCraft, we're waiting months and months and months, and then along comes a patch, and it's like two tiny little balance changes. Like, they're so scared of fucking up that mm. they fuck up by not doing anything. It's like, no, like, seismic changes is okay. And then when they finally did do a seismic change, I was like, yeah, finally. They're like, okay, finally, we're going to change half the units in the game. Like, right. And I'm like, yes. Like, we, we actually prefer a month's worth of a kind of broken balance over a year's worth of stagnant dull balance. At least one of those is interesting. And it does take a lot to really get them to change stuff. Uh, you know, Hearthstone in particular has taken so long to even make minor changes to some cards. And at this point, they're barely doing it. They're just like, oh, the problem will solve itself when eventually these cards aren't usable anymore because they go out of rotation. Also, thanks for your money, suckers. You can't use your cards in competitive anymore. It's like, wow, okay. That's... A bit that's a bit harsh i mean it's kind of one of the reasons i just got sick of it I'm like i can't be bothered with this like there's cards i like and then suddenly i can't use them in the standard modes anymore and then you reprint them in a different way like uh, i don't know it's, yeah i i do wish they would just move quicker they're not a very nimble company when it comes to making their changes they're very slow about it and it it does hurt and yeah when you come up with something you say this is a 2.0 brand new experience and then it just it's a bunch of storefront changes basically that is a disappointing Certainly. Yeah. It, it did put the game back on my radar, though, so I guess it accomplished its goal. It's like, hey, yeah, maybe I'll install and play that again because I kind of enjoyed it last time I played it. You so, guys want to play it after the podcast? Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't generally queue with people. Like I said, it, I don't mind solo queuing in Blizzard games because I have no expectations. I expect my fucking team's going to suck. If I get one of you guys in there, I have an expectation. It's like, we should be doing better than we are. And then I get upset. Aww. Aww. 
What else have we been playing this week? Who wants to throw one in? Cry, what you got? Oh, God. Um, well, I got one obvious and one on, uh, not obvious. So no. the obvious one is that everyone's been playing is the, the uh, player on battleground game. Yep, that's still mm-hmm. that's still a thing. Yep. It's just it feels good. You shoot people and they die. It's like that feels good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Yeah, I appreciate thanks. this. Okay. Uh for the non obvious one, uh this came back out in like January, uh Yakuza Zero. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing I but good things about that game. My absolute game of the year so far. I am in love with this game. I remember playing I one of the old Yakuza games back. I think it was the first one on PlayStation 2. And it's like it reminded me so much of Shen Mao. It's like, wow, this is actually Shen Mao with fucking Mafia. Yeah. Pretty so much. many weird little side very Japanese as well, like weird little side activities to do. Like, ah, oh, go and collect little uh, pop toys in the little uh, capsules and all that kind of thing. And go to a hostess cafe and do all this other crazy shit. Yeah, there's that. There's uh, they got like you know those little RC track car things you can do. You can customize those, and there's this whole like circuit and quest yeah. line and stuff for that. There is uh, Isn't like a bowling uh, alley as well. There's a bowling alley you can bowl. There's yeah. a batting cage. There's uh, actual gambling like mahjongs in there. Um, you can uh, have phone sex with people. Yo. Don't worry about that part. Um, <laughs> you can uh, watch uh, uh, like softcore porn in video booths with uh dudes there's a bunch there's a quest to uh help build a dominatrix's self-confidence which is a very good quest my favorite one i have to say uh you also become a real estate agent and you actually help uh, build the property values of the town and stuff and uh there's also an underground uh japanese female wrestling rink where you All pretty right, much bet on matches it's it's the best it's the best fucking game. And then there's yeah. the actual main story, because that's all side optional stuff. Yeah, the whole Yakuza series is crazy in that regard. They they then at one they had like a Yakuza like Dead Souls or something where it's like Yakuza but zombies Whoa. for some reason. That was in there. I think they're working on Yakuza six right now, and I saw some really cool stuff that incorporated New Japan pro wrestlers into it, and you could get all their moves and fight them as bosses. And I thought that was really neat. They and the reason I mentioned that is not because I'm trying to shoehorn wrestling into the show again, but if I do that, <laughs> fuck uh-huh. you anyway. I want to go on. It's because those games are so quintessentially Japanese. They include so many very Japanese things to the point where they might seem weird to anybody outside of that. You know, the obsession with karaoke, for instance. So no, it's a big deal. Like in South Korea and in Japan, karaoke is a big deal. It's a very social experience. A lot of people go to that and you get uh, karaoke booths. You get your own little private room. You don't get up on stage in front of a bunch of drunk people like you would in America. It's a private room. You go in with your friends, you get drinks, waitresses bring you drinks, and you all sing along to shit on the private screen with a microphone. And that's a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can also do that because I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty cool, honestly. They, I, I am told that that is a very good one. It, it's been sitting on my shelf for a while. I just haven't quite got around to it. I probably should. It's obviously competing with Persona 5 right now for the limited attention I could even give to yeah. a console right now. That's fair. Someone wants to oh, talk more about Persona Dodger 5. Wants to I was going to so say, did you, did you finally like start going in on that? No, I, I, it's the same thing I said last time. This, I'm suffering the problem <laughs> so of not excited. having a portable. I mean, you, I've got no problem with you talking about it. I'd love to hear about it, but I'm on the same problem I had the last time. Persona 4 was portable. I could play it anywhere. If I want to, you know, chill out, lie down, whatever, play a little bit of Persona, I could do it. Now I can't. 
I'm told by some people it runs relatively well on remote play. If you use mm. that with Vita, that that may be an option. I'd have to find my Vita first, but it's like, <laughs> damn, this, it seems like this game really did need a portable version. And I would have played tons of it by now if it had. Um, I've been, so, you know how in the past when we would talk about Persona 4, I was yes. saying, oh yeah, that's the game that I play as I'm falling asleep. Like yes. I would get in bed and I would play the game for a couple of hours and then I would fall asleep. Yeah. So kind of the opposite has happened with uh, Persona 5, okay. where I get up in the morning and I play for a couple of hours in the morning. Oh, okay. Um, at night, if, if I have time at night, then yeah, I'll play some more of it, but, um, it's mostly been like a morning game for me for whatever reason. Uh, and I absolutely love it. Um, it had its first, I don't want to say like difficulty spike for me, but it had, uh, I just got, I'm like 60 something hours in Ooh, and all right. yeah. And I, I just hit. Uh, the first point where the game sort of forces you to use the mechanics that it's taught you, uh-huh. you know how in the, in those in those kind of games, there's always a point where it's like, all right, if you haven't figured out how to use this shit by now, like yep. you need to figure it out because we're we're bumping we're it up. We're playing like, for keeps now. Yeah, yeah we're going like, to use this. You... If you don't know about one more, if you don't know about the elemental vulnerabilities yeah. and stuff, and you don't use those correctly, we're going to destroy you. Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, I I just had a, a situation. I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this without spoiling anything. But I, I just had my first like situation where I was frustrated the whole time. I felt like the just general design of the palace that I was in was not great. Mm-hmm. Um, they introduced lots of busy work that I didn't think was necessary. Okay. But in terms of like fighting the enemies, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool because I'm having to think a lot more about who I want a baton pass to and how I'm going to, you know, link up different weaknesses and and down everybody and be able to get rid of everybody without my dudes even being hit, right? Like that's like a really satisfying feeling. So um yeah, really enjoying that. The story's awesome. According to Sam, I'm about to hit a huge story dump that's gonna like be awesome. So I'm really excited for that. All right. But um yeah, I'm still absolutely loving it. Cool. Glad to hear that. Eventually, yeah. I'll get around to playing it. I'm just not sure in what context and how. Again, I might mm-hmm. try and dig my Vita out. and s- I'll see how remote play handles with it. There's been mixed reports. I think it, it, if you've got very good internet, you'd probably be, be all right with it if you've got a good wireless connection. Although, I'm still pissed off that the PlayStation... Actually, does the PS4 Pro have 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi support or not? I can't uh, I remember. Think so. Does it? I think Maybe. it's hooked up to R5, yeah. Right. Um, I, the thing is, I don't think the Vita does, does it? So I no. don't think it would even matter one way or the other. I mean, my, my mm. PlayStation's hardwired into the router anyway. My Vita is not, obviously. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's know. portable to make it a lot easier for <laughs> it's me. It's just a Cat5 sticking out of it. It's like, yeah, guys, I just got a 100-foot Cat5. It's portable. Yeah, so don't worry. We'll basement, just, just keep know? walking. I'll catch yep. up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a crap police system. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, I'll, I, I will get around to it. Because mm-hmm. I cracked through the first couple of hours where nothing happens, and that's kind of the point where I was like, all right, I should be into this now, and still haven't quite right. got there. It's... Um, 
You know what I did start playing because you mentioned it so much uh, was Battle Brothers. Battle Brothers. That's a really fun game, by the way. That game Uh is super hard and super fun. Yep. It has a lot of, um, it reminds me a lot of Darkest Dungeon. It's a lot of like, like planning out what you want to do, making sure that your dudes are in the right position, depending on what they're good at and their Mm -hmm. abilities and like taking your time and realizing that the dudes are kind of expendable and if they die it's okay and like yeah not too I like big it. a deal most of the time you know generally speaking their equipment is worth more than they were so right. as long as you recover that at the end of a fight which you pretty much always do unless it was bashed in like yeah i didn't recover his shield because it was splintered when he died you know uh, that makes sense or that you know his entire uh Kuras was just eaten by a dire wolf. So I can't really recover it because it's nothing but shreds of metal and leather. But yeah, mm. like a reg- you can pick up a regular level one dude for next to nothing. It de- you know, what, his background will very much depend on what his stats are and what his growth potential is more often than not. You know, his stats are generally quite similar, but he'll ha- they'll have a star rating on certain stats. It's like this guy. Yeah, but you can't to... see that shit until you no, already bought him. No, you can't. <laughs> you can. You sort of learn it as you go. Uh, there are certain. Not they're not all the same. Like I think if you let's say you hired three fishermen, I don't think they'd all have the same little star bonuses on stats, but they're more likely to have on certain right. stats. A lot of it is logical, although occasionally it's not. It's like what the fuck is a rat catcher good at? You know, the answer is fucking nothing. Don't get rat catchers. I'd, but uh, by the way, getting uh, killers on the run sometimes not a very good idea because it turns out they have uh, a tendency of killing and running. <laughs> you might want to watch out well, for that. Yeah, I think that it even says that in their description. Like, who knows can... if they'll kill again? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, maybe I don't want this guy in my team. <laughs> there are events <laughs> tied into that. Like, they're generally pretty good initial fighters, but you run the risk of triggering an event. I'm uh, pretty sure I had one where I had to choose what happened to him. I think I just flogged him. And the Great. the guys were okay with that, but they they were demanding that he be killed. I'm like, no, he's got good stats. I don't want to kill him. <laughs> but the, the the company was happy with the flogging, so he wasn't. But well, fuck him. I was going to murder him. He should be goddamn grateful. Right. It it is yeah. good. I, I the problem I have with it, and I think this is mostly self inflicted, and it's probably down to the ambition that I chose, is that I seem to be spinning my wheels a bit. Progression yeah. in this game is difficult because of how it's little... very slow going. Yeah. Contracts don't pay you an awful lot. And of course, you're buying tools to fix your armor, medical supplies to heal your dudes, food to keep them going. You're paying them daily. So after all of that shit, chances are you don't have a lot of money. You're like, well, my progress is slow. Like hiring really good new dudes is really difficult. There was a guy who's like, oh, I'm a level two, like noble that was kicked out of the house is like i cost three thousand and like 43 gold a day i'm like fuck that i can't afford you what what can i get a better piece of armor no you know because moving up the tiers is really expensive so it's mostly what i scavenged from lucky encounters and i think a lot of the spinning the wheels and not really getting to places because i think unless you complete those ambitions you don't really progress to the next part of the game I haven't figured out how to get military towns to give me quests yet. It's like you've got to have an in with the nobles and stuff. For like, how? How do I do that? I don't understand. But my ambition, which was a shouldn't have fucking picked this, is visit every town and village on the map. Like, 
No, that was really stupid. I shouldn't have done that. It takes forever to get around. I've got maybe three more to go on that, and they're all at different ends of the map. Like, oh, fuck. So <laughs> I should have just picked the one which is raise 2,000 gold to make a fancy battle standard. That's, that would have been easier at this point. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I'm not sure what you said your current one is, but um, my current one is just get 12 dudes. Just, yeah. like, have 12 dudes I still dudes have 12 live. dudes. I can't. I can't fucking get 12 dudes to live long. Like, yeah. I can't. You hire them, then they die pretty much immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the most that I've had is nine. And I, I can usually sit around eight easily. But the second I get up to nine, one of them just fucking dies the second yeah. I buy him. And I'm like... Typical. Come on. Yeah, I, I think I should just be committing myself to that quest. It's because you're always so low on money, I'm always having to take contracts. And that's yeah. it's like, oh, escort this in the wrong direction. Like, ah, for fuck's sake. Now I'm down south again. God damn it. It's like, you need to gather reputation to get noble contracts. Yeah, I am gathering reputation, but it seems to be only with the villagers. And I'm not sure if that's helping me with the nobles or anything. Right. Yeah, I was I was frustrated because I thought that um, once I had established like a friendship with a village, I was like, oh, cool. So this will be like my home base. Like if I can't find good contracts anywhere else, Surely I'll always be able to come back here and get contract. And sometimes you go back there and they're like, they, they hey, don't buddy. have anything for you. Yeah, yeah, they don't have anything. And I'm like, what good are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always spend working on a couple of contracts. If I go to a new village, I'll have to do that. Because if you don't, they're going to offer you shit recruits and they're going to charge you double what you should for stuff. And then it's like, I, I would like to sell this weapon. This weapon's worth 2,000 gold. Best I can do is 47. They go full porn stars on you. It's the worst. Yeah. So I, I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure I'm just doing something wrong. Uh, the game doesn't exactly explain that. Apparently there's a global reputation and notoriety you get from completing a lot of jobs. So I just need to keep at it. Yeah. To keep at it. Yeah. From from what I've been told, the whole game is just, it's just slow. Like it's just a slow-paced slow game. You have to take your time and I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's it's very that Darkest Dungeon, isn't it? Yeah. You know? You feel like, I, I think in Darkest Dungeon, they do a good job of not making you feel like you're spinning your wheels because you have those permanent upgrades. Mm. And if you've got one of those, you you can't help but say, I progressed in some way. Yeah, right? That You can never take that away from me, I think. Yeah. Unless they've patched my, it away for you to take it away from you. My is going <laughs> to give me good deals forever. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there's nothing you can do about that. But in a game yeah. like this, that's not true. It right. doesn't seem like there's any real... Reputations sound like they're permanent, but they're actually not. You can fuck them up, certainly. Yeah. I, but, but you'd have to go out of your way to do that. Yeah, you have to, like... In order to ruin your reputation, you have to, like, attack caravans on the road and shit, right? Yeah, or fuck up a contract. There's some contracts where you'll be given a choice at the end. It's like, yeah, but if you kept the golden idol, I'll give you 1,700 for it. You know, that kind of thing. So you do get the choice between those two things. And every yeah. now and again, I've taken it. It's like, that contract was worth 200. You're offering me 2,000? Fuck that village. Don't need them. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have yet to do any of the... Whenever they do the little side stories and they give you an option that's obviously like the shitty thing to do, I have Ugh. yet to do the shitty thing, right? Like, you come upon a grave and there's an old man who's about to be buried who's holding a shiny sword. Uh -huh. And one dude is like, you should take that. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? I took now? that, yeah. I ended what up getting happens? a Kopesh that way. And I didn't read the text properly and realize it was a mutually exclusive choice. I'm like, 
Oh, because they're like, please get our village idol back. I'm like, here's the village idol. There's also a shiny sword in the ground. Do you want to take it? It's like, oh, I guess I can just grab both. There'll probably be like extra difficulty on the encounter. It's like, no, you just don't take the idol. I was like, the villagers are really fucking unhappy with you. It's like, yeah, but I've got a sick fucking sword. Look at this shit. <laughs> yeah, but come on, guys. <laughs> it's like, it has a move that's literally called decapitate. And it does just that. It's pretty awesome. Great that way to get rid that. of zombies, that sword. Decapitate. Mm. They will not come back if you do that. Very effective. Also a great that way of scaring brigand bands. Very, yeah, it'll knock down the morale. You chop off the fucking brigand le leader's head in front of his men, they're shit scared at that point. Like, it just arcs through the air and lands at their feet like, fuck! I love yeah. morale in that game. When everything starts to go to hell, it's great. Me too. I like when you surround a dude with your dudes and the morale of everybody goes down like, like, oh yeah. no, <laughs> that guy's definitely gonna die. He's completely <laughs> surrounded. It's like, yeah, and they'll just slowly raise this little white flag on their figurine. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then they try yeah. and run and they just get stabbed to death on the way out. It's like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, because of the whole like attack of opportunity thing too. They're like, yeah. what if I if I just run, I'm sure I'll be fine. And the no. second they try to run, they just get stabbed and die. I, I, <laughs> wish, like, I wish they'd tell you what the chance of escaping from that situation me is. Me too. They don't I, do that. I it wish, annoys me. I wish that uh, we had some like Blood Bowl type stats. Yeah. Um, give me a percentage game. chance to dodge that. Because you're mm -hmm. giving me a hit chance at everything and you're even giving me a, this is how much armor you're probably going to penetrate in a range. But when it comes to like, I want to run away from this melee, you don't tell me what the chance of me doing that is. Yeah. That is very frustrating. I've lost more than one person to that. <laughs> while, tr while trying to just get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Like my archer gets in melee range. Although I, I set up a like nice trick because it turns out my archer got a bonus to melee and got really, really good at using melee weapons. So it's like, come on, come, come into my uh, come into the arms of my archer. I gave right. him a little talent that's like, you can switch weapons for no action points. So he pulls out his like tier two dagger and then just shivs the motherfucker. He's like, yeah, bring it. Don't even fucking I, try it. I didn't know for the longest time that you could have an alternate weapon in your bag and just Very important. Them. Yeah. yeah. Having an archer with a dagger in its bag is like, the the shit that like that's yeah. the way because <laughs> otherwise yeah they try to run away and they just get fucked because they yeah. can't do it if you're right up on there it's not like they can be like hold on just <laughs> yeah that doesn't <laughs> just... work yeah it is good it's it's useful I, I i was looking at stuff like that for other guys as well i, I i've started equipping dudes that have decent throwing uh, like decent uh range skill with throwing axes as a secondary and giving yeah. them the ability to switch out the weapon so it's That's like, yeah, funny. you're on the spear line, but here's the throwing axes. Oh, they're in four range. Chuck some fucking axes at the motherfuckers and then switch out to the spear as they come in. Also, spear yeah. walls are the best thing. Just the, if you get a guy with like a spear, get three spear walls and everyone runs in range, they poke. It's like, ah! oh my God. And then they're coming again, poke. Ah! The just... first time that I went up against zombies and I didn't realize they were going to raise from the dead, which upset me. Uh -huh. But the first time that I was up against zombies and I just had a bunch of dudes with their little spears at, they all just fucking ran, ran into, into them it. until they died. Yeah. They all did that. And I was like, oh my yeah. God, I know zombies are fucking stupid, but hot damn. Like, if you get shit. the spear talent, I think at level four as well, uh, What if someone gets through the spear wall, it doesn't deactivate it. So if someone else runs it, it's still going. It's just poking everybody to death. This guy just killed five dudes and didn't yes. do anything. It's brilliant. <laughs> I, I love the fact that each weapon has different moves and special specialities. The fact that a pitchfork is a perfectly viable weapon in that game is great. Oh, yeah. I still have a dude with a pitchfork. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It, yeah, re really good. Uh, there's just even variants on that. It's like, 
there's a pitchfork and there's a tier two kind of variant of a pitchfork, but there's also a pike, which is kind of like a pitchfork, but that moves slightly different. It pierces armor a little bit better, you know, it's got the impale ability. And yeah, I, I love fucking right. around with gear like that and just kidding guys out. It's like, what can I make this guy do? What kind of role can I put him into? And then you get to mm -hmm. specialize them later if they live, which of course they won't, but right. Yeah. Um, Cry is not dead, by the way. It's just he hasn't played this game. So, yeah, I, so. I'm, I'm, there's zombies, apparently. That sounds neat. It's zombies. a good streaming game. Are you, are you much of a tactics turn based kind of guy, Cry? I don't recall you playing many of those on stream. <sighs> He's a puzzle like, kind of guy. I like puzzles. Yeah, puzzles are good. Oh my God. Cry, can I ask yeah. you something? Hey. Will you uh, play that? animated japanese girl puzzle game with me where you put puzzles <laughs> together and it makes japanese girls dance i didn't know that was even a thing yeah, they're not even cry so they're not they're not animu japanese girl. these are like straight up stock photos of just are you japanese about, that's women. Not a puzzle game that's just fucking jigsaw he's talking about that's, that goddamn that's, stupid no, that's what jigsaw like, shit. like jigsaw puzzles that's what we're talking about yeah cry, would, do you like jigsaws cry yeah dude i'm all about that He's got I'm an entire show. Go with him for Jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's an entire <laughs> show where you sit yeah, with I didn't know that. I didn't know you had a show about Jigsaw <laughs> puzzles. Together. It's great. I yeah, dude. I haven't seen you do that. It's the most relaxing thing in the world. You just put a puzzle together. Dude, mm. absolutely. Jigsaw is the way of the future, man. Uh, We're going yeah. back. It's so good. All right. Uh, yeah, dude. I'll, I'll play it, dude. Let me know. It's one of the few things where you won't get copyright flag on YouTube anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and it's family friendly. Yeah, I think. I think that one is. Yeah, there's no 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 porny bits to that. Okay, good. We it's can animated Japanese women, but they're just real women in decent clothing. They're not actually. Okay, they're, not, they're not sexy. We're fine. We're, we're we'll be fine then. But speaking of sexy, oh, no. the most Come important on. release of our time has been announced. Published by Rising Star Games, we are getting Drive Girls for PS Vita. You sent me this, wow. and I, I'm like, this is stupid. Even though I was want. like, this is stupid. Uh, uh, I would love shit like that. Let, let me let me show. I will show this to the audience because you, you have to what? experience Please this along share with it. You, along with me. It's like one. It's a new Vita game, which is obviously a rarity these days. I'm like, oh, it, obviously it's going to be some Japanese weird anime thing because it's on Vita, and that's all there is on Vita now. It's but true. it's like. Oh, it's just like it's just like a racing game initially. I looked at it, it's like, oh, it looks like kind of crappy racing game. It's like, all right, this is fucking and then wait a minute. Like suddenly all of a sudden it's like anime girl with sword. Like, wait, what? Racing game again, racing game. Oh, it's just got anime on the side. Wait, crush the engine. What the fuck is happening? Like, there's there's an anime girl with a sword killing aliens. Uh, but she Why may you drive. But she's also a car, I think. <laughs> I, it's basically anime girl transformers, I assume. Yep, transform from supergirl to supercar. And then you race, but also drive into people. It is literally weeb transformers. That's a good game. It's I'm really sold. More There's than, nothing good about this game. More than meets the eye. This, and this looks terrible. No. I like stop. how they straight out of Japan, like, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. It's the. <laughs> If it wasn't oh, obvious, okay. this is a Japanese game. Really? Oh, so that, they have proper boob physics. Oh, too. yeah. One of them's got big bouncy under boob. It's wow. like turns into a car, does a flip, and then boing, 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 boing. Look, yes, we I love it. under boob as much as the next guy, but this doesn't help. This is so I don't silly. Think so. No, <laughs> oh, my God. 
my god i just finally saw the yeah, goose jiggle that was it's real. pretty ridiculous that, they looked that's, real it's what you if, if, they're, if they're like water balloons and not actual you know yeah. pieces of flesh you know fats, if, but... if boobs were like a memory foam mattress they like, then yeah, they, yeah. What? what they just huh? won't stop mattress what memory foam mattress have you been lying on that acts yeah, like what that what kind of memory foam do you are use you mixing a memory, memory foam with a waterbed I'm so, I'm so glad that you guys didn't just roll with that <laughs> <laughs> no one here would roll with that there's no, no that's not what memory foam does at works. all was that like a forty-year-old virgin test? Was that like like sandbags, right? Like, like yeah. what? There's no yeah, boobs. They're you know, uh, you know, like like bags of sand. They're like sound foam. Yeah, like but like boob shaped, right? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how they feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's kind of like this, but yeah. <laughs> Whoa! What? Really? Damn. Accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah. I get. I get. Yeah. <laughs> Are, uh. <laughs> Please stop that. I Are you going to get audio, banned now or what? I have audio problems with you to begin with. You'd... Stop it. Uh-huh. Uh, Yo, I played a game. Can we talk about? Solution. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah please tell anyway. us about a game right. that you actually what, enjoyed yeah, instead. Talk, Jesse. Can we talk about uh, Outlast 2? Okay. <laughs> sure. This has been getting some interesting mixed all across the board reviews. Like Some people like, best horror game ever. So, uh, this is terrible and outdated and everything so so what you got outlast 2 is first off if you thought outlast 1 pushed some boundaries outlast 2 takes those boundaries and then throws in every possible swear word and sexual term and then makes it even more weird and creepier um Oh, and biblical makes it very biblical. So if you are weird out by like, of course, over the top, See, yeah, religious, I, there's iconography, a whole, yeah, yeah, and there's also like a whole section about a guy making a New Testament, and it literally is things that are like, and my apologies to the ears of anyone listening, literal, like this is almost verbatim. It's like the many-eyed goat came from the cunt of the earth that was fucked by heat. I'm like, what the fuck is this game about? It straight up is nonsense gibberish um but yeah, i mean I, this, there was like a, there's a genre of horror movies that does a lot of that as well that mixes the the obscene with the kind of satanic and uses yeah. because i think a lot of us especially like growing up it had an element maybe of christianity in our lives in some respect even if it was yep. just in passing and that stuff does it hits this primal part of you that is still kind of God-fearing. Yeah, it feels yeah, uncomfortable. It uncomfortable you're yeah. not like the most faithful person in the world. You still are very uncomfortable with everything that's happening. No, and you, so because it, it's like um, a perversion of purity, right? That's why you really just don't feel comfortable with it. Right, right. And so it is this game that is essentially flashing between two. I'll just start from the beginning. You play as this guy uh, who he and his girlfriend slash wife, I'm not sure, are in a helicopter doing a report on the fact that. A, in Arizona, a girl was found uh, pregnant, barefoot on the side of the road, and apparently there were murders in these, in these backwoods, and so they're going there to investigate, and they have a helicopter pilot near this pilot. Needless to say, the, the helicopter crashes, and you end up trying to look for your wife. You go through this insane, crazy town where there is a cult uh, that has this weird, crazy religious thing going on, and... Uh, at the same time, you as a character are experiencing weird flashbacks from when you were a child. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spoil what any of it means, but 
at its core, I get every review for this game. Okay. It is like good and bad. Absolutely. It is okay. super scary in some parts, but it's exactly like Outlast One, where the first two, three hours, you're like, oh shit. Around every corner, something scary. After that, it becomes, okay, well, I've seen this monster a dozen times. How do I avoid this thing? Fuck, okay, loop-de-loop, run around. And it even has the same mechanic. If you remember, uh, I think it was the doctor in Outlast 1, whatever the mechanic was, where you just had to run him around until you could push a thing. Same mechanic in this game. There's a part where you have to run around and at the same time push a thing towards a fence to jump over it while a monster's chasing you. And so... It's the exact same mechanics, and it feels outdated. And even after having played Resident Evil 7, you're like, they could have done this a bit differently. It's still scary, but it 100% feels like the first game, just a different version of it. And mm -hmm. that, that runaround thing happens all the time. Okay, well, I ran around once. Now I got to fucking do it again. Okay, now I got to do this other tropey thing that is from Outlast. I, it, I don't know. I feel like they're going with what they know. Rather than could, trying something different. Um, in in Resident Evil Seven, could you fight back? Yes. Yeah. This one you cannot. That that's mm. kind of a big deal about I, Resi Seven. That a lot of people felt it was good modernization. We've had a, yeah. a number of years of pacifist horror where it was just run, run, run. I feel like people are kind of over that, right? I, I think so. I think, I think that you're that's right. been played out. Yeah. That's what quite a few of the a lot of the reviews brought up Resi Seven, saying that Outlast Two feels outdated. Can as a result of that, because Resident Evil 7 has brought the action back and proved you can still make a scary game while allowing you to fight back. Right. Absolutely. Which I agree with. I, I don't want to kind of play a horror game, but if I was forced to play a horror game, I'd rather play one that had a weapon in it instead Same. of just run, you know. And, and this, and, and also, you're absolutely, like someone in chat said this too, there's absolutely moments in Outlast 2 where having a weapon would be so satisfying because... There are moments when you really are just like, why couldn't you fight back right now? Why, like, the enemies, the vast, except for one or two supernatural enemies, which are, like, crazy awesome, most yeah. of the enemies are, like, there's, like, people. backwoods people with, like, a knife. And it's like, yeah, there's a pitchfork over there. There's a you shovel over there. Yeah, you probably take him out. I'm trying to save my wife. I would beat the shit out of these people. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel natural that he's like, all I can do is record. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you even carrying this? No, it's ridiculous. You drop it in a fucking heartbeat. And yeah. also, there's, there's plenty of games that have been terrifying that have allowed you to fight back. Usually they do it in a very clumsy way. Silent Hill, shitty fucking combat system. Pretty much on purpose. Let you fight back, still incredibly terrifying. Condemned, pretty shitty combat system. Still let you fight back, still pretty damn terrifying. I wouldn't say Resident Evil was ever necessarily scary. But Resi 7, certainly, maybe one of the older ones. I mean, I think Code Veronica, to some extent, was a little bit scary. Mm. Maybe maybe Zero. It's, you know, that's all going to be subjective. I don't think that game has ever tried to be truly terrifying. But no, you don't have to do pacifist horror as the only way to do it. I think there's been a trend. Outlast and Amnesia are probably the main reasons for that trend. And yeah. now it is mm. getting very played out. I mean, it seems like there's a game in our release list every week, which is just like, creepy horror can't see shit first person walking experience find the notes investigate yeah. you're in an asylum but it's abandoned because why are we you can't there do models and no. so actually that's one of the things that i'll say about this game as well it's very dark like super dark and when you put up the, the camera to do the um 
night vision, it becomes like blurry, like real night vision. So it's not totally accurate. Uh-huh. And so you're operating in this weird space of like, you can kind of see what's happening, but you kind of can't. And so you're always frustrating. the guy right around the corner. And I usually there is. And sometimes, holy shit, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's not a story thing, but I'm going to spoil like a let's play thing. Whole, there's one part where we spend all fucking night trying to avoid this guy. And we open a door and there's another guy right there and he kills us instantly. And it's like, how would we ever, if they're walking around randomly, how would we ever know to avoid that? No, right. fuck you, you dead. Okay, now if you go back through all that shit again and try again, this time knowing there's a guy behind the door, all right, and that's not, that's like a fun thing. That's all right. We have to go it's through tedium. the steps of getting to the next area. And that's yeah. never fun. So yeah, it's it's a... It's a mixed bag. There's a lot of great scares. There's a lot of moments where you're like, holy shit, what the hell? And then there's a lot of moments where you're just like, okay, well, let's just take the hits and run past this person and get through this fucking thing because we know we can live and we'll just heal up after we get through. Like, it's, that's not fun. That's just, all right, we know we're going to get attacked a little bit, so let's just go. Mm. I don't know. It feels, it feels old. Like, there is no urgency, in, at least in Resident Evil by fighting back, you're like, well, I don't want to get hit, and I don't want to take damage, and I'm going to blow these guys up with a shotgun, so let's do this shit. Right. Oh, it's it's At the end of the day, it's an interesting, I'm not going to say fun, interesting experience. It is something that you will definitely walk away from like, holy shit, but I definitely don't know that it's for everyone. It is dark. This one is super, super dark. Like, Outlast 1, they were like, yeah, we're going to go for that crazy, like, murder porn thing. This shit is, like, next level. Really, if trigger warnings are your thing, yeah, be really warned. Unpleasant check all of them. Nasty stuff. Every single trigger warning, check it. It is <laughs> wacky. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Not my thing. Not my scene. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, thank you. I'll typically, when there's a game that I'm interested in but i know that i would rather die than play it i'll normally watch you guys play it so i'll probably just wind up watching you guys play it and if it isn't enjoyable if if you guys can't even lift the mood for me then maybe Uh, i'll just have a pass (laughs) we are we i'll just simply say uh the squad is on our a game for this one but (laughs) with all that said it's a dark game. The, the one great thing about this game is not the stuff in the desert. I think that's like, you know, it's crazy hillbillies and a weird monster trying to kill you. The interesting part is the flashbacks that all take place in a school. And that mm. shit is terrifying to me. It's really weird and creepy. And the things you're doing are like, it's sort of supernatural. and you don't, None of it makes sense. And you're like trying to figure out that I think is the most interesting part of this game. Mm. The, the part that's like, oh shit, there's this like background and there's something happening with this girl from when you were a child, but you don't know what it is. And it's all part of what's happening now. That's the key. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important part of the game. But the rest of it is like, watch out. It's super dark and there'll be hillbillies out there and they're going to kill you. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the games we've been playing this week. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Do not go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Total Biscuit. StarCraft 2 can be pretty rough sometimes. It's skillful and demanding. It stretches even professional players to their absolute limits. 
Bearing that in mind, the last thing you need is somebody yelling in your ear and reminding you of all your mistakes. Your SCVs can't mine when they're dead. That's why I created the Total Biscuit Announcer Pack for StarCraft II. Enjoy positive reinforcement. Your supply blocked. Might as well GG now. Sincere compliments. What do you lack in minerals? You make up for in charm. And calm, relaxing notifications. Your base is under attack. We're all gonna die! Are you a Zerg player? Let me tell you how beautiful you are. Metamorphosis is a beautiful thing. Oh, oh god, it's monstrous! All this and much, much more from the man who brought you the best play-by-play -play event in history. Building a supply depot right here. This could be the tactical crucial move of this entire game. It's all about 20%, 25%, and here we go. The Total Biscuit Announcer Pack. Available to buy now in-game on the collection page. Resume the real-time strategy, Ing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the wonderful sounds of old-school WoW music. That was the original title track, Legends of Azeroth, from right back in the day. It was so good. Although I think, I think Burning Crusade still maybe had the best. What do you reckon, Jesse? What was the best WoW the opening best. theme for expansion? Like, which, which piece of music do you like the most? Opening theme, you mean yeah, like the menu when you theme? Log in? Yeah, the, the login, login theme. theme. Yeah, because they changed every expansion slightly. You know, you know what? You know what? Here's the thing. I kind of dig. Uh, I, man, I really liked, even though it was kind of a jank expansion. Warlords of Draenor's theme was pretty dope. Okay, but I will say, the new music for uh. The, the new expansion, they have a lot of themes and they're involving Anduin. And Anduin's theme is so good, and it's in the intro. Anduin literally just showed up. <laughs> he ju they just started, like, they haven't seen where only the Alliance gets it, where they finally play his theme song. And it's like, why make a dope piece of music like that and then not ever use it? I will mm. never understand Blizzard in a million years. Yeah, it'll drag back in later. I've tried, and I'll never get them. But it's so good. It's such a great piece. And it, they literally have like 12 versions of it. So you know it's going to be included in some way. Not even in this one. Yeah. Whatever. It is between Cataclysm and Burning Crusade for me, I think, in terms of best opening menu theme. They're all pretty good. That, that just going back to that lovely, it's sort of very dramatic, but also very Warcrafty kind of thing. It's a kind of, I describe it as kind of a jungle drum style thing, only without the jungle drums. It's like something's marching through the jungle. Oh, do 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 do. I'm not really communicating this very well, am I? But you, you get you get the <laughs> nope. idea. It's, I understand your feelings. Good. I'm glad. It's gonna got be just a bit orky. Yeah, a bit orky. If you miss out the orky bit, orky. then got it. Gonna be a bit orky. I thought yeah. that you were trying to make a really adorable version of the word awkward. Same. It's just a bit awky. It was a little awky, but I liked it. It's you know? a little awky. Do I seem like the kind yeah. of person that would do that? No, but no. Sam also doesn't, and he finds himself doing that sometimes because I'm a terrible influence. I was, so I just I was figured about maybe to say, I had your infiltrated fault. your life enough. No, I'm a stronger that... person than he is. Oh, that's I'll true. I'll be sure to pass that on. <laughs> he, he was taken in by your siren song, but I will not be swayed. It's a little <laughs> awky. <laughs> it's, it's a, a bit, bit awky. awky. <sighs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Mm -hmm. The main thing that I've been playing this week, and some people are going to get mad at me for even talking about it. Like, Haven't you been boycotting Sega for like four years? I'm like, yeah, I'm just really tired of it. 
I gotta be fucking honest. I'm so glad I'm tired. Most of my viewers don't even remember that I'm doing it. So every time it comes back up, it's like, oh, you're still doing that? I'm like, whatever. I, I give up. I, I, <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Yeah. I, honestly, at this point, I really do <laughs> give up. It's like, you know, they're never going to fucking apologize. It's that. But I played the, the Dawn of War 3 open beta was free and open to everybody for the last few days. So I played a bit of that out of curiosity, want to know what was going on with it. Did a good probably like 20, 30 ranked match made matches on it. Got a pretty good impression of it. Settled on the Eldar as my race of choice. There's only three races in this version, which is a uh, that's a that's not a not a great number for a launch. Like Warhammer, four, I think for like a typical RDS, you'd be totally fine with three races as a launch. But it's Warhammer, and everyone has their favorite. You know, it's 40k, so. If you don't include eventually all of them, people get fucking furious at you. So in the previous versions of Dawn of War, they have done expansion packs, and they've got usually up to about six races, sometimes even more than that. I think uh, Dawn of War 1 had eight, I think, if I recall correctly. Or possibly seven. Maybe it was seven. They had four in the base game, then they added Imperial Guard in one expansion, they did another expansion which had Necron and Tau, and then they did another expansion which was Dark Eldar and Sisters of Battle. In number two, they did a couple of expansions as well. And this time around, again, launching with three, if they were very, if they were wildly different, like completely different play styles, I would maybe understand. But from what I've played of the beta, they're not really. Like, Which races are they? They've got Space Marines, Orcs, and Eldar, which is about what you'd expect. There's no big surprises there. Yeah. No mm. chaos. You can you can argue that Chaos as an inclusion is it, there's got a bit of overlap because of course Chaos also have Space Marines so yeah they've got some different units but it's like Space Marines and Chaos Space Marines are relatively similar so they probably want to launch with three very different kind of factions but the, mechanically they do seem quite similar I think Orcs are probably the most unique they've got this kind of cool Mad Max esque sort of choice going on with them uh, a little mm. mechanic called Wah, which is a thing from 40k. You know, Orcs, you got get into a battle, friends. You know what I'm saying? Wah! Uh, yeah, but the Waluigi. Yeah. Wah. You, you build Wah towers, and they help build your Wah level. And then sure. they start playing, like, drums and fucking Mad Max. You remember in Mad Max where they're playing the guitar with the flames yeah. coming out of there? And yes. there's the drums like, Phew! they do that. And it's oh. like, and it builds Excellent. up. And apparently the, your opponent knows it's happening because they can hear this fucking space rock from across the map. And when it eventually triggers, your whole army gets a big bonus. So you have to time it, and you can even fake it out. Like, say, you press the wall, but it's like, oh, shit, they're coming for me. So maybe you pull back to defensive positions. So They're like, not really. You know, that sort of thing. But outside of it, like, everyone seems quite similar in the way they play out. Like, every race seems to have, like, a melee squad at tier one, a ranged squad at tier one. And you have the ability to summon elite units. Now, all of the Dawn of War games kind of had hero units that you could bring along. In this game, you don't get them from the outset. You don't start with one, but you earn elite points throughout the game. And then you summon an elite unit once you have enough elite points. And you can pick three of those before the game starts. Varies anywhere from your basic kind of cool guys, like this is a Space Marine Captain, all the way up to this is an Imperial Knight, which is a giant fucking mech, essentially. And it costs a ton and all that kind of thing. And once you've paid for it with elite points, 
they're f it's free for the rest of the game. If they die, they respawn in like a minute or two minutes or whatever, depending on what stage of the game that you're at. And they're obviously very powerful. They come with a bunch of really cool abilities right off the bat that will blow up like half the screen and shit. But the whole game just felt like it had a real identity problem. I think Dawn of War 1 and 2 felt quite different to other RTS at the time. Dawn of War 1 in particular. It was like one of the first RTS where units had both ranged and melee attacks, and some guys were better at melee. Some guys were better at ranged. You know, you look right. at something like Warcraft 3 where you engage an archer in melee range, he's still shooting at you. It's like, but but It's like, this looks dumb. Like, there's very few games focused on the idea of if you've got in a melee range, you'd get out a fucking melee weapon, right? Or you at least hit them with the butt of your gun or something. And mm. Dawn of War 1 was one of the first games to do that, along with uh, Battle Realms. Dawn of War 2 was more like Company of Heroes. They took the World War 2 Company of Heroes where, like, getting cover and sight lines matter and pinning people to the ground with heavy weapons fire matters. And they put that in the 40k universe. And that worked well, too. And their single player was more like an RPG than it was an RTS. You had a small number of individual units that gained levels, and you could get loot for them and gear and shit. That was really cool in its own right. But this one, it seems like they're not like willing to go too far in either direction, and they've kind of landed somewhere in the middle. And in doing that, they don't seem like... It doesn't seem like the game has an individual identity anymore. It's... They gave yourself this amazing system called Sync Kills, which was when you got a unit down to low health, they'd do this really cool kill animation. And it all varied depending on which unit was which. If you had like a dreadnought and it was pick, it would like pick up an orc and break its back like that and smash it on the ground. If you had an avatar of Cain, they'd impale an orc on the fucking sword and watch it slide down and shit. That was very, very 40k. But the problem with those is that, and here we get back to esports again, competitively, those weren't good ideas. They, you had to make the units kind of either invincible while they were doing that or take damage while they were doing a pointless animation. Neither of those is a good idea, right? Doesn't make sense to have an invincible unit, but it also doesn't make sense for a guy to just fucking stand there while he's doing a fancy animation losing health. It's like, don't mm. do that. Just kill him normally. So they took them all out. I was like, oh, hmm. I, I understand the mechanical problem with that, but it was really fucking cool. And it helped define that game as something unique and interesting. And they have this really weird game mode now. I heard that's not the only game mode, but that's the only one they put in the beta. And okay. there's two really strange things that are going on with it. And some people said they've turned the game into a MOBA now because it has lanes and stuff. It doesn't have lanes. It doesn't have any of that shit. But what it's got is in the middle of, uh, sort of on your side, you have two power generators kind of about on your side of the map, but out a little bit from your base. Because whoever designed the bases are stupid and put the vulnerable power generators in front of the defense line. Those are not good engineers, if you ask me, man. Nope. This is why in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there's only war, because everyone's stupid. Of course there's yeah, only war. that's like... why. It's actually a crossover with idiocracy. Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. And then all the dumb people kept having babies, man. So we have yeah, the and then they started having to, you know, design war units, and it just and just it turns just out they don't up. make sense to us. It's like end all but worse. It's like, well, we're gonna put the shield generator that protects it on this moon over here. It's like, well, that makes a certain degree of sense, but isn't there a vulnerability? 
Why didn't you put the shield generator in the Death Star? Then there were numbers like, no, can't do that. But I was like, we're going to put the power generator for the thing in front of the base where we can't defend it. <laughs> Once you destroy these two things, you can then do damage to the in-base turrets. The fuck are these? Like, there's this weird-ass energy turrets that the Space Marines would never use, by the way, because they're obvious Xeno heresy. So fuck that. They should be purged with flame for the Emperor. Right. Obviously. For the yeah, Emperor. For the Emperor. And you get, once you kill them, you can finally access, like, the core. And then you blow up the core and that ends the game. And you think, that sounds a bit like League of Legends or Dota or something. It really isn't because by the time you get to the core, which is in the middle of the enemy fucking base, you pretty much won anyway. It might as well be you just blowing up their buildings like any other RTSs. I... It sounds like overall your, your upsetness with this is that a lot of lazy choices were made. Yeah, I think that this game mode is a giant mechanical contrivance. Like, they made up some weird-ass mechanics to stop a particular kind of behavior from the player. And that behavior is rushing. They built a game where rushing is impossible. Like, you know, any other RTS, you remember back in Command & Conquer days, like, oh, fucking tank rusher, piece of shit, when a tank shows up in your base at three minutes or whatever. And that puts some people off RTS. It's like, oh, I don't want to play RTS online because I'll just get rushed. And that's a, that's a dirty tactic. In reality, of course, if you don't learn how to defend that kind of thing, you're never going to play the game right. But in this game, they just made rushing impossible because they made the uh, the base unkillable up to a certain point. It's hey, kind of like... everyone. TV's a dirty rusher. I am. <laughs> yeah, I'll rush. It's like in Mortal Kombat when you're a kid and you realize, oh my God, if I just crouch and hit punch, then I'll kill them. But then eventually, there's you run into people who that doesn't that doesn't, doesn't kill work. them. They yeah, know how to actually dumb. play the game. So instead of just being like, "Oh, well, eventually people will know how to play the game and it'll be fine," instead they decided, "But what if we just made it so that you can't punch?" Yes. What if what if that <laughs> became impossible? What if we took punches out of the game? Yeah. So, so what if we took fireballs out of the game? You know? <laughs> yeah. Because fireballs are unfair. Right. Like, in reality, of course, like. Nobody worth their salt in a fighting game thinks that. Fireballs are easy to deal with. They barely do any damage. You can defend against them no problem. You jump over them, they have vulnerability, you kick the shit out of them. But against an absolute scrub, fireballs are the most overpowered thing ever. Right. In this game, they decided, you know, fuck that. We're not going to teach people how to beat fireballs. We're just going to make fireballs useless up until a certain point. And some of the other games have done things like that that have made rushing difficult and made harassment difficult, but not completely impossible like this. It's like, it's basically impossible to do. And the other part of it is they have what's called escalation phases in this mode. You start at phase one, and for the most part, you get, if you lose a unit, if a unit dies, you get refunded almost the entire cost of that unit. And there's a couple of other things. But later on in the game, the refund cost goes down and down and down until losing a unit, you get no money back. And the whole point of that is so you don't get punished early in the game for losing a fight. But later on in the game, you would get punished more for losing a fight. Sounds kind of logical, right? But it's so artificial. It's like they, they put a safety net. They put safety nets upon safety nets into the early game to stop these problems. 
Like someone said it's 25% refunds. Oh, it's like 75% of the cost or something that you get refunded. It's actually a lot of money. You so get almost the all the cost back. the beginning of the game, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to just rush in there and beat mm. them up. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's it's meant to encourage early aggressive play. And you're supposed to take points on the map, of course, to get resources. That's how they, they've always done it. And right. that makes the game more aggressive. Like you can't really just turtle in your base because you won't get any money if you do that. But late game, you totally can turtle in your base, by the way. Because if you have a giant fucking hero unit that's free, kills everything on the screen, and can be repaired for free, you kind of can't break them at that point. Um, and you know, I don't like feeling like, hey, I won all these early game fights, and they meant nothing. Mm. You know, I played really well in the early game, but it doesn't matter because he got all of his money back, and you know, I didn't gain anything from this. Like, it's just, it's a lot of weird artificial safety net shit that I don't think needs to be there. I think. You're just better off teaching people how to play. Right. So I'm not I'm not so keen on it. And like I said, the races, they feel very similar to each other. Ideas like emplacing a heavy weapon and only having it fire in an arc in front of you, they're gone now. You have to, it spends like a second to deploy the weapon, but then they could just spin around and attack anyone in kind of 360 directions. Like, well, that sucks. You know, I was used to like setting up lines of fire and stuff and then try to figure out a way to flank this guy. There's always a way around it. You just get a guy with a jump pack or an invisible dude to go and stab him in the back or whatever. That's gone too. It just feels like it's lost a lot. And it used to have these really cool little upgrades. Everything used to be so interesting. You can get a squad. Now you can upgrade it. You can get a sergeant for the squad. What if you want a plasma gun in the squad? You want to give a power fist or a power sword and a plasma pistol to your sergeant? You can do that upgrade too. All that stuff's gone too. Like all of the really interesting little cool upgrades are gone as well. I'm like, I don't know. Why do you, why do you think they did that? I think they wanted to make it more accessible. I think that their attitude is RTS is a really hard sell these days, so we want to make this as easy as possible to get into and to get multiplayer, to keep multiplayer alive and not have it just die down and make it the only the really hardcore players playing it. I think they're so scared of that happening again that they just took all of the, any mechanic that could be considered generally difficult and just kind of got rid of them. And replaced it with these really powerful clickies. Well, it's like, right, cool, you got this big Imperial Knight. And he presses Q, and then half the screen explodes. And it's like, that's cool, except for the guy that's on the other end of it. It's not cool right. then. It's like, fuck, I just... I spent all my time building your army, and you just... You click two things, and it died. <laughs> and it's like... Sounds like they made RTS for casuals. Mm, maybe, uh... Maybe. I, I'll have to see how the other modes play out. All I know is what I've played from the beta. I I enjoyed some of the gameplay of it, but not others. Like, I don't think it offers anything that other real-time strategies don't already do, and I don't think it's better than the previous ones. I really don't. Like, I'd rather play 1 and 2 than this. That, of course, mm. is... That's a huge deal. Because if I go play and play 1, there's like eight different races I could play and a ton of really cool mods I can download for it. A Dawn of War 2 has a bunch of cool shit, too. I guess I'll have to see how the single player plays. It might just be worth playing for the campaign. A lot of people just played mm. Dawn of War for the campaign because it was super fun and had really awesome, hilarious, cheesy cutscenes. Perfect. That's what you want from 40k, isn't it? It's going to be like, blah, blah, blah. Space Marines for the Emperor. We will purge the heretics. Strike down the Xenos. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, yes. You are t people that take things way too seriously and I love it. Yes. Let's keep <sighs> doing this. If it's got yeah. that, oh, I guess I'll be all right with it.
Speaking of uh, RTS campaigns, I never got around to playing it because it was always bad at multiplayer, so I was intimidated. But is StarCraft II's campaign good? Fucking amazing, man. Uh, Jesse can tell you about that. Jesse's played a ton of StarCraft II's campaign. I mean, I played all of them, but some people played them so many different times because they have, like, different difficulties and achievements to get. And actually, you can play them in different ways because you kind of unlock different units that are all crazy units that would never work in the multiplayer and are totally unbalanced and shit. No, they're amazing. Like, especially the first one, each map is totally different and it's got its own little gimmick. Like, there's one map where you've got to keep moving your base because it floods with lava, like, every five minutes. It's nuts. They're, they're hmm. great. Like, and you don't, you don't have to be good. You can play it on the most casual fucking difficulty. Just ignore the fact that the story is shit because it kind of is. Like, compared to the first game, the story's garbage. But the gameplay is so much fun. Really cool. Okay. I'll yeah. have to check that out. You then. should, man. You should. Yeah. Buy it and then pick up my announcer pack. And then you can play co-op. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, because co-op's wow, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Oh, yeah. The second one in particular was great. Like, you had Kerrigan as a permanent hero who'd gain levels and power. And by the end of it, she was just a fucking death god. It's like lightning and all this shit. And I get 63 Zerglings and I drop a drop pod here and horrors of the fucking Zerg swarm come out of it and eat everything. And it's like, yeah, this is, mm, it's good. It's good shit, man. Yeah. Wait, there's a co-op campaign? So what it's got is this really cool multiplayer co-op mode now where you've got a bunch of co-op commanders that all start at level one and they all have their own different themes and special units that nobody else has. And you can play it with a friend and you've got these missions which are all like themed and they usually have like a timer on them and different shit that happens and scripted events and optional objectives. And you can play those and you earn levels which unlocks new units for your commanders and shit. And then you can play them with mutators which make them even crazier and you can have up to 10 of them. Like, every week there's a random set of mutators that everybody has to play to, like, go on a scoreboard and shit. And some of them are insane. Like, a unit dies and it spawns two broodlings, or units cast random spells, or nuclear missiles randomly fall on the battlefield every 30 seconds. It's amazing. It's awesome. If you haven't played co-op, you've got to play co-op, man. Man, so i got to play co-op, man. Yeah, it's so good. You can even play it free. Whoa! you not. Go, For free? Yeah, go, go download StarCraft II Starter Edition. Co-op's free. This also, is not a sponsored plug, by the way. No, um, I am professionally original... involved in StarCraft 2 and have been for seven years and I'm selling a voice back, but I'm not biased in any way, honest. Also, side note, original StarCraft and Brewdroar are now completely free to play. That they are. Yep. They're really, they're... Download the EXE and just boot that shit up. Going on a nostalgic trip, y'all. Yep, they're releasing the remastered version, but they're gonna... You can play, if you have the old version, you can play with the new version. They're compatible. So it's really cool. If you don't care so much about the 16 by 9 and the little nice little polish up on the graphics and shit, yeah, you can play Brood War free now. And that's worth playing because the campaign's amazing in Brood War. That's so good. You should play Were that. You, Thanks, Blizzard. Yeah. Weren't you saying just a couple of weeks ago that a lot of StarCraft 2 players have just been like, you know what, I'm going to fucking go back to Brood War. Fuck this. A, a lot of them, uh, it depends on who it is. Like, some of the StarCraft 2 guys in Korea probably will, but the thing is, a lot of them already have gone back to Brood War as it is, like Flash and Jadong and the famous dudes already went back to Brood War like six months ago. Mm. And some guys might, but you got to bear in mind, Brood War's real fucking hard. And if anyone's going back intending to play competitively, they're up for a rude fucking awakening. That game is hard. It's 
so difficult. All the little nice conveniences that you had in StarCraft 2 aren't there anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, so, you remember your workers go and automatically mine? Uh-uh, fuck you, do it yourself. Is Brood War kind of like Smash Melee, whereas StarCraft 2 is 4? Smash 4, yes. It's yeah. a very good an an analog, very good analog. But okay. obviously it's mostly based around South Korea. Like uh, Nobody really outside of South Korea was any good at Brood War ever. Like foreigners were shit at Brood War, as much as they like to claim otherwise. There really wasn't like a Brood War scene. The, t the truly hardcore guys would go to Korea to maybe live in a team house and play. And one of the most successful ones got his ass handed to him repeatedly and never won anything. His name was Idra. And he huh? was one. Of, and for StarCraft 2, he was one of like the initially good dudes. And then he kind of dropped off the map. But no, it's Broodwell. I don't know if he didn't compare it to Melee because. Brood War is so fucking hard. Like, so difficult. Yeah. I, I know you can play Smash really to a really high level, but, Cry, in your opinion, you, you know a bit more about Smash than I do. If I played against a super high-level Smash player, could I get a hit in, do you think? Even one? Um, You might be able to get, like, 4% off, maybe. Okay, yeah. In Brood War, you would get zero. Okay. Most likely, you would you would die in Brood War before you'd built your first building. Probably, like <laughs> you're so slow and so shit that the guy would be in your base with his dudes before you'd even constructed a single soldier. It can okay. be that bad. That sounds like a really fun time to, <laughs> to play. That yeah, it's miserable. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, I it feel is like I miserable. would grow as a person from that. Yeah. I'm sure you would. It's a miserable time. I got no intention of doing that, but. Some people will go back for a little bit and then realize how hard it was and the fact that the UI is so old and you can't you can't group more than 12 units together. You can't hotkey more than one building. The fucking pathing on Dragoons is ridiculous and they get stuck on ramps all the time. But that is a feature of the game. You can't change that because it would fuck up the balance now. Hmm. What is the, the average actions per minute of a Brood War player? Of a really good one? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the race, I was but actually like just wondering that there were guys who were playing three hundred to four hundred actions per minute. Jesus, uh, that would be like top level probably. You can play StarCraft two slower than that, especially dependent on you, you on which race you're playing. If you're playing Protoss in particular, it's a lot s slower, but high is the answer. You know, two hundred, three hundred, maybe even higher than that. Right, crazy, insane, insanity. Go go watch a APM video from Brood War, and you'll see it's like. This is impossible. Someone's saying that Nada, who was a pro player a while ago, had 600 APM in a pro match at one point. That's ridiculous. Fuck my life, that's impossible! That's 10 <laughs> actions per second! No, it's not! That's bad <laughs> mathematics. It's not bad at all. <laughs> Shut up. Shut they up. Tried. <laughs> I tried. Where's my calculator? This is the modern age. Mental arithmetic, mm. I've forgotten. That's not 10 actions per second. Is it actually? Is it? What's Fuck. 10 times 60? I don't it is 10 actions know. a second. I was right in the first place. 10 times 60 is 600. I was right in the fucking first place. It is 10 actions per second. God, That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, my brain's just gone. Pathetic. Oh, well. Oh, yeah, so was that. I did play, I played a little bit of something that I'm kind of getting into and I think might end up being up Dodger's Alley. I think this was mentioned a couple of weeks ago yes. on the show. It's called Ruin of the Reckless. 
Possibly oh. something oh, that might oh, end shit. up being Northern Lions thing as well at some point. You know he likes to try out those rogue lights. Yeah. I feel like we talked about this, right? Can you escape we the tower? Oh, is this a Kickstarter? Yeah, uh, it, it was. That's yeah. right. I've looked at his Kickstarter before. Oh. We Ooh. have looked at this before. Mm -hmm. and the music was great. That's right. Yeah, I got, I played it. And this is not usually my kind of game, but it's got some really interesting shit with it. Uh, firstly, it has co-op, and I believe cool. that co-op is online. I awesome. think. As it should be. Yeah, most of those games don't have it. I know Gungeon had it, but Gungeon had it in a pretty shitty way. Yeah. Also, what's kind of neat about this game is you're really powerful right off the bat, which is interesting. Yeah. A lot of those games, you start off being total dog shit. Like you have a right. really awful weapon and nothing and eventually you get stuff. You get super powerful magic right off the bat. Like your starter kit has a fireball in it, which you can charge and then fires like 20 other fireballs out in a cone and blows the shit out of things. You get gear really fast and abilities really fast and you still die a lot because the game the game just compensates by just having a lot of enemies. So you can wipe oh. the screen, but there's probably 300 more dudes on the floor for you to kill. And if you take too long on the floor, little portals start opening up and they start firing death orbs at you. So you... A bit like Risk of Rain, there's a time aspect to it. You can't hang around too much. But there's some really cool combos of weapons and spells and orbs and trinkets and boots that you can wear. And cool. all of those different things combine together to make for some really interesting builds. Also, it's quite forgiving, I know, is that, yeah, you die a lot, but you can start again from the last shop you were at. So it's a tower, and you go up floors, and eventually you'll hit a shop. You can go back to that shop. You'll lose your stuff, but they'll give you a small amount of money, and you, so you don't have to do the start of floors again, which I thought was kind of right. cool. So I like it's the style, too. Mm, bit forgiving in that regard. And I, I do like it, actually. I, mostly because of that feeling of power. It's the thing that bothered me about Isaac so much. It made me feel so fucking weak right out of the goddamn box, and I hated that. But with Ruin of the Reckless, that's totally not true. You have so much power right out of the gate, hmm. but you have so many enemies to deal with that even though you're super powerful, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to live. And... A lot of your uh, fighting will be done with a melee weapon. If you mistime your melee swing, the guy will hit you. Right. So you get, you got to be really careful with that. But I, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. Like you can get a lot of uh, pets and sort of drones to help you. So you'll go into a level. It's like, well, I've got like three guys that do spinning attacks or fire bolts of lightning and things. And then my spell is lightning across half the screen. And I got all those other cool abilities. Mm -hmm. I just like the, it's just power. Like everything's powerful. Monsters yeah, are powerful, but cool. so are you. I dig it. The only issue I've got with it is it doesn't run very well. I've had slowdown in the game. Oh. I think there's just too much shit on the screen. Like, I don't know what... I think they're using Unity, and Unity has a pretty well-known problem with lots of shit on the screen. Right. So it chugs a bit. And I don't think a game like that, where you got to be dodging shit like in Hyperlight Drifter, and you got to be very careful with your melee swings and timing it, could afford to have stutter. Or slow right. down. Yeah, it's kind of an issue. It's considering the main aspect of the game is there's a lot of shit on the screen. Yes, I that it that is a bit of a big deal. Uh, hmm. There's there's a game actually I played this week, just a little bit of it, not much. That also had that same problem, and it's apparently got a big problem on the Nintendo Switch called Mr. Shifty. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mr. Shifty looked like a fucking fun game. Yeah. Like Super Hotline Miami. A bit, yeah. The The main gimmick is that Mr. Shifty can shift through space, so he teleports. Okay. So it's kind of melee. You kind of teleport behind people. Not wearing a fedora, by the way. So, which is a bit disappointing. I just wanted yeah. to say nothing personal, kid. Before <laughs> I shanked everybody. And it's mostly just teleport behind somebody, punch him. Teleport behind another guy. And, you know, there's a bit of a very much dance of death ballet going on because one hit and you're done. Right. The melee is quite satisfying. You can punch some motherfucker out of a window. So that's cool. I like that. But the game also has some performance issues. Not only does it have issues on Switch, which obviously is a pretty good platform for it because it doesn't have a lot of games right now, but even on PC, like, it's got this weird thing where it's playing at unlocked frame rate and then it drops down to 60 and then drops back up. And that's very noticeable because it's like 144 down to 60 is very noticeable for pretty much anybody. Makes me think I might, I should almost lock the game to 60 or something so it would stay constant. But that was really putting me off. It's got a great style, though. Yeah, it, does. it looks awesome. Yeah, it really does. I don't know where it's going from here. Like, you know, the teleportation and the punching and the one-hit kill is cool, but it's like, what else you got kind of thing? We're just watching yeah. Mathis's footage on the screen right now. So I'm curious to know what's up with that. I think there's some kind of combo meter down the bottom there. I also I want to know what that... The blue bar, I think, is the teleportation. So you can teleport like five times in a row, I think. I see. You can also do what's called knocking on the door, which is you just punching the door into a person, which is something you could do in Miami right, as well. That is a Miami thing, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. That was good. I, was, I don't oh. know where it's going from there, though. Oh, I, I have you guys heard of the game uh, RE Legend? I have not. What's it all about? Sounds oh familiar. God. What is that? Oh, my God. Here, here, here's a trailer. It's, um, it's like Square Enix Collective. Uh, they're making their own take on Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It looks so good. The trailer, I think you'll really like it. It's um, It's got co-op. It's got monster taming, riding, things like that. Dungeon delving. Uh, you know, the typical fishing, farming, all that stuff. It looks so fun, though. I Just definitely... looking at it right now. Yeah, it looks cool. I, I did not expect uh... the amiibo style of graphics. Although riding on a manta ray is always a good thing. Absolutely, Any game man. With that end, you know, can you think of a bad game that involves riding on a manta ray? None. No. Not I a single either. one. Proof positive. Can't argue with that logic. Yeah, you're right, though. It's a co-op monster raising simulator. Yep. I'm really... And it's on PC, too, so it's hmm. not like a console-only game. Hmm. Which, which I thought it was, considering um, it was like a Square, so it was like a PlayStation or something. Yeah, yeah Square's been a bit better about releasing their stuff on PC lately, and I appreciate that. I don't think the, the Western side of Square was always okay with PC, but the Japanese side was like, PC? We didn't give a fuck about that. But I think yeah. they convinced them yeah. otherwise. Yeah, it does look very Stardew. You know, a lot of different activities, ways to gather resources. There's the fishing. I guess she's running through like a dungeon right now. You're a blacksmith. Yeah, you can yeah. mine. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, this this will probably be very attractive to a lot of people. Absolutely. This is like the perfect like wind down kind of game right here. Yeah. Do you know when that's planned to come out? I think it's currently in pre-alpha, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not sure, actually. Let's check in their website right now, see if they've got a release date on this thing. Because isn't, isn't the Collective a crowdfunding thing that Square Enix did? Uh, I want to say so. Is it crowdfunding? I think it might be. Oh, they stopped doing but that. Or it's just know. like their indie branch? Yeah, yeah, it's their indie initiative. It's I don't know that it's... Is it crowdfunded? 
Check-in. Uh, it's a curated platform that enables creators to post ideas, but I think people vote on the ones that they want to see developed. Um, oh. I'm just checking to see if there is a crowdfunding aspect to it. Because this has been going for a couple of years. Uh, isn't I Am Setsuna a project that came from that? Or am yeah, I, thinking I think of something so. Else? Yeah. I Am Setsuna, uh, there's a bunch of games that have come from there recently. Um, but that's the big one, I think. That's the, the really, really big one that people have been talking about. It looks like they've stopped. They, they were crowdfunding. There's a blog post as of February that said Square Enix Collective have said they're backing away from Kickstarter support for two reasons. The time it takes to run several concurrent campaigns with the Collective's team of four. There's only four of them. Fuck. That explains yeah. a lot. And they're saying crowdfunding is getting harder. Apparently, yeah, they did support kind of crowdfunded campaigns, but supposedly not anymore. So I guess if you're applying for it now to get funding through Square Enix Collective, you got to not do it with Kickstarter. You've got to probably like have a game going already and maybe Square Enix will help you out with it and then for, for publisher rights, which is fine. I mean, that's kind of how things worked anyway. Yeah, that sounds but, reasonable. Yeah, that's, that's a problem with that. Oh, I don't know if you noticed it. At the very end of that trailer, there's uh, it's showing that there's monster evolutions too, so it's Pokemon <gasps> as well. No! Yup, it got that deep. It's like, include everything that people yeah. like. <laughs> everything That's that people all like. All the shit I want. <laughs> totally sell it now, right? Where's the cooking mama aspect? Just give it in and we're done. Yeah, there's got to be a cooking system in there. there you must know there be. is, right? Mm. Every Harvest Moon game lets you cook in your kitchen once you finally get enough lumber to be able to build your kitchen in the That's yeah. true. That's true. Damn straight. Anyone else got anything else they've been playing this week? What you got? Um, the only other thing that I can think of that I played was uh, Octo and I sat down and played that old point and click Shadowgate. Oh yeah, you did do that for some reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it got remastered you? in 2014 after a big Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Um, so Octo remembered loving it. I had never played it before. So he was like, oh, it might be really fun because like these older point and clicks are always just so convoluted and difficult. Like it might be fun for us to play it together. And I was like, sure. So we sat and we played through the whole thing. Um, the sort of stuff that they added to it in this like re-release of the game is um, there's like really good, really good voice acting. There's like all of, all of the sections of the game that were just kind of blurbs that you had to read. Uh, instead, there's sort of short cinematics with really nice artwork and it's read out to you and all that kind of stuff. So um, that wound up being pretty cool. They offer two different difficulties, which wound up kind of weird, I thought, because there was normal and there was hard, I think was just like how they phrased it. But we decided, oh, let's play normal. We'll just see like what that's like. And basically what they did is in original Shadowgate, every single item that you wanted to interact with, it gave you every option of how to interact with it, right? So you might be spinning your tires for a very long time, just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Do I pick it up? Do I look at it? Like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, so they, when they remade it or remastered it, they added in a, a difficulty where you can press a button to see all of the things that you can interact with will glow for a second. Okay, so you'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, I can see all of the things that, you know, I could potentially pick up or interact with. And it also only gives you the interaction options that apply. 
So most things, like pretty much everything you can look at, pretty much everything you can touch, um, but only things that can open will have the open option, that kind of an idea. So we That's were like, fair. oh, those are, those are really nice additions to make it so that this game isn't just like taking forever and you're not sure what to do, right? Um, the thing that they did that was odd though is uh, they tried to make it so that the solutions to puzzles were shorter. So you wound up like grabbing items or going to places that sometimes there was nothing to do there because in the normal difficulty mode, the thing you were supposed to do there already happened. Like, um, for example, there's a flute that you pick up in the game. And what you're supposed to do with the flute is like, and this isn't a, a great example because I'm not talking about like an item that we picked up that had no purpose, but okay. there's a flute in the game. And what you were supposed to do with the flute is like stab it with your knife to create like what? extra holes in oh, it to be okay. able to hit the right notes, That's I guess. That's fucking moon logic. Uh. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so we were stuck and Octo looked it up. And we were like, oh, okay, so we're supposed to stab it. We kept trying to get it to stab, and it wouldn't stab. And it turned out it, that the flute was came pre-stabbed for us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like weird so stuff like that. We were like, okay. Yeah. Or like we picked, up, um, we picked up an iron rod, and we found a big statue of an angel. And when you looked at the angel, it was like, oh, it looks like she's supposed to be holding something. Okay. So we tried to make her hold pretty much everything. But the bottom line was that she was supposed to be holding the iron rod, but the normal difficulty mode made it so that you skipped that. So we had picked up the rod, we had seen the angel that was supposed to be holding something, but the game was making you completely skip that part. So we couldn't make her hold the rod. Like it was just weird stuff like that, that almost made it more difficult because we, we were considering items and considering places that were like that we were supposed to disregard, you know? Um, so that was, that was just kind of interesting and hmm. weird, but overall it was, it was really fun. I guess that they're working on doing the, the second one, the like N64 Shadowrun game. They're also like maybe doing that one as well. Um, but in the, in the like ending credits, it said, uh, coming in 2016 i think and we were like wait a minute 2016 is over so i don't even know if they're still working on that but um it was it was fun it's fun to play those those like older point and click games where you're like hmm have you is thought this about gonna trying... make sense or is this not gonna make sense have you thought about trying the remaster of full throttle that came out a couple of days ago oh, oh. no i hadn't thought about that i got a bandana of that <laughs> GOG sent me one, and I, I was running yesterday. I felt so cool as a biker. Well, you got to play it now. You I have to now. It came out like a little box. Yeah. Aww. I mean, <sighs> we don't even know if you're wearing it or not, but we can assume that you are. Yeah. Just pretend. Yeah. No no one's <laughs> going to be able to prove you wrong. You're probably wearing that yeah. thing all the time. You probably go to sleep in it, as far as I know. Is that, is that game I actually assume. good? Or full throttle? Yeah. I never played it. It's one of the good old like, LucasArts classic point and clicks with the standard moon logic bullshit where you've got to understand exactly what the dev is thinking but mm. 
I usually play games like that just with a walkthrough to hand. I'm like, right, well, if I can't solve this puzzle in about five minutes, I guess I'll just look at the walkthrough to find out what I was oh. supposed to do here. Speaking of those, did you guys ever try Thimbleweed Park? I didn't. Have you given that a shot? I didn't either. I did for about an hour and a half, and okay. I hate point-click adventure games. Sure. Thought that game was charming as hell. All right. <laughs> very good game. It was very. Wow, was, this took it, two turns. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate them because I feel so stupid playing them. Yeah, yeah. Because I, agree with that. I never know what's going on, and I'm just like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not that dumb, am I? But this game, it's like very like the 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 writing is so nice. There's a lot of like cameo stuff in there. There's a lot of things like, uh, for example, oh, I'm I'm gonna go eat this hot dog, and then oh, I suddenly vomiting and going out back in the alley. And what? I'm finding like a story element because the hot dog was a bad hot dog. Oh, it wasn't a good boy hot dog. It was a bad boy hot dog. What? Don't worry sure. about it. Just a cox. Just a hot dog. Yeah. And then, and then like you grew your leather jacket and you yeah. vomited up a motorcycle and you drove it's, off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then I was a clown and I was swearing up a storm. It, it was sure. definitely a good time. And if you like point click adventure games, like old LucasArts stuff, I, I would recommend it. It's pretty solid. Scott, every time we talk about uh every time we talk about point and click games and something comes up where we say, wow, that doesn't make any sense, it makes me want to make a point and click game. Where See if anyone understands makes your sense. logic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it makes sense. Yeah, I'll just call it Moon Logic the game. Yeah. And it'll be the most frustrating experience of your life. So to light a candle, you pour water on it and stuff? Yeah, 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 That's, yeah. The game's already been made. It's called Riven and all ha! the missed games. Like, oh. ah, got him. <laughs> got you, Riven. Yeah, oh, irrelevant. Paradigm. That was one, right? That just came out? Paradigm? Uh, and that was also a point clear. Oh, wait, is that the one with the fucking sloth in it? I don't know if it was a sloth, but it was like really weird alien looking Pretty guys. sure there's a sloth involved in this. Like I told Crendor he had to fucking play it because I define <laughs> people by, by very basic animal related things because I That's don't respect fair. them as humans. So, you know, Dodger's cat and Crendor is sloth, obviously. There is a sloth in this, there's no doubt. I know people are saying it's really good, but I've yet to play it, so I just thought I'd throw it out there. I know a few people there. have streamed it, probably because the thing's so fucking ridiculous. Like, it it looks insane. There's One of the stars is a fruit of some sort. Just some fruit is apparently one of the main characters. I mean, some fruit needs some work. Yeah, there was some fruit there. Yeah, some people do seem to have quite enjoyed that one. I just don't play those anymore. I'd rather watch people play them, especially smarter people, people that get them, people that understand the logic. Yeah. And then I could follow their logic, and it's fun to follow their logic. And we feel smarter because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in the chat, yeah. and you feel like you helped, even if you fucking didn't. It's like, we solved this puzzle together, guys. <laughs> It's like I was sitting here eating Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, nothing. I just like I just like chilled and glanced at chat a couple of times, and we did it together. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good. I'm glad we did this. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. Mhm. 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 All right, let's all take a nap. Yeah. Anyone else get any other games? Anything that quite like to quickly toss in there for good measure? Um. I actually played a board game. Uh, Go for it. It's not a video game. I'm all I mean, good with those. You know, yeah, uh, board games. Have you ever played Small World? 
no. once or twice on like a digital app and I completely forgotten how it plays. It's what interesting. So the way the so I don't know what the hell is going on, but the way it worked is you it's like pretty much a fantasy civilization game. Okay. And you start with a race and the race is always like randomly kind of generated. So you can have like a, an adjective and uh, a species. So you could have like flying rat men or like noble orcs or underworld humans or something like that. And they all have different things that they can do. And what you're supposed to do is take over as much of the map as possible because every time at the end of your turn, for every spot you have on the map, you get one money. However, all of your money is hidden from all the other players. And no one knows who's actually winning until the very end of the game where it's like, all right, show how much you got. And if you won, you, you win if you have the, the most money. So I, I guess that's like, it's like a game of bullshit with civilization, I suppose you could say. And you can also like kill every other player and stuff and take over their things. and. Nice. I don't know. It's really hard to actually explain it considering I only played once and it was very confusing. And it was explained to me by a Polish lady who you actually know her, I think, Outstar Walker. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know Outstar. I, yeah, I yeah. was actually, she messaged me and was like, hey, do you want to play? And I was like, I'm not at home right now. I kind of wish I had. I kind of yeah. wish I played with you. This looks yeah. great. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I think you would actually appreciate it. And, I like uh, I'm on the, the board game website and I love the like weird character things they have here it's great it's yeah so oh yeah good. yeah they're sort of they emphasize the whole it's fun genocide kind of aspect of it <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah. slaughter yeah. all the other fantasy races it's on they have a version on ios they also have a version of small world one and two on steam but the i know the steam version is not that well implemented remember we had the problems with cold express when we tried to play that cry yeah because the that's why shit. we played the tabletop simulator version to make yeah. it work I think that's a better bet. The The client does have multiplayer and also has the DLC. It's weird because I go there and I'm like, oh, well, why do people not like this? And there's some very specific reasons. One of them is just like a huge rant about the fact that chat has a swear filter. <laughs> so apparently that's the main reason he doesn't like it. I want to say bad words. Yeah, yeah I just want to swear like, at people. You know, he's got a couple of other issues, like, there's no way to change your mind about a turn. Like, well, I mean, I, I get that. Like, that's quite common. Uh, another one's just complaining about the DLC and the fact that there is DLC. That's How dare? How dare they release more content for this game? Yeah, apparently it was day one. Some of it was day one, though. So okay, is, well, I guess there is that. Uh, I think they're an, it's an Asmodee game. Oh, it's a day, yeah, days one to Asmodee Digital. Asmodee Digital is not good like they damn they they published ticket to ride splendor small world cult express and mysterium all on ios and on pc and none of the clients are very good as we experienced with cult express i tried to play mysterium i wanted to uh, play it with you guys because i heard mysterium is an amazing like co-op game but again apparently the the clients just kind of shit it's buggy and they don't update their games they release them and they don't fix the problems. Cold Express was a fucking nightmare to play. Uh, although I just said that and they actually just patched it. They hadn't patched oh. it in like five months, but apparently they patched it six days ago for online mode. 
Uh, mm. Although I don't know if they have fixed the lobby problem. When we were trying to play, you had to invite through the in-game system, I think, to the lobby, not through the Steam system. And if you didn't click yes within five seconds, you could never join the game again. And you'd have it to was... set up a whole new right. lobby again. It was oh, terrible. It was really badly done. Not to mention every everything was just so hard to implement and none of it made any logical sense. Like, it sucks because the game is actually fun. Too. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about Small World and it's things like Cult Express are really good too, but these implementations that these guys make are often not very good. They've got to look at people like the guys behind, uh, oh God, uh, what was it? Uh, Gremlins Inc. Gremlins mm. Inc. was great. They yep. made a good fucking digital board game. Of course, it helps they designed it from the ground up to be that, but they know what they're fucking doing when it comes to making a good digital board game. And they continue yep. to update that game. It keeps getting, keeps getting stuff. So that's great. I hope they're making mm. another game because I think Gremlins Inc. is awesome fun. I'm afraid to install that again, though. Why is that? Uh, a lot of... Uh passion goes into that game we don't uh, get a one way bit to say salty. it uh, <laughs> a, i mean salt? i guess you shake it out sodium look shake a little bit a little bit a little salty shake yeah dude. it mm. is a bastard of a game it's got some of the awful things from monopoly in it but it's a much better game than monopoly but you still get the salt that you get from monopoly it's like yep. oh this is this is just a hot of... Yeah. It's a good way of describing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of, yeah. lot of noises. That's In a nutshell, need. that is what that game is. Mm -hmm. But it can be fun, no doubt. All right, yep. should we take a break and then come back with some news and maybe some releases? Okay, mm -hmm. let's do that. Wonderful, yes, capital. Mm, balderdash. No, it's the wrong word for that situation. Balderdash? Balderdash, yes. That's that was sorry. a game. Remember that was a game. It's not the right one. It's not the right <laughs> That word makes no sense <laughs> in that context, but... I don't even know what it means, man. Go look it up, you uncultured like swine. nonsense. No, you is that nonsense? Go look it up, Balderdash. Cry as a oh. cat and a bounder. My you mother is a balderdash of a lady. Okay. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, folks. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. News and releases coming up after the break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. That was such a good vibrato, man. That was a great was intro. Good. That was a solid, almost ghost-like, one might say almost ghost-like intro. Spectral, mm, perhaps. Would. Spectral would be a good word for phantasma. it. Phantasma. Yeah. Mm. Spectral's way. Oh, phantasmagorical. Mm. Oh. Yeah, That's great way. game, by the way. There's a point and click that is horribly disturbing. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the short story that was, uh, no, it was a fa well, Phantasmagoria was disturbing. I was thinking also of I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, which is a fucking also horrendously, horrendously also creepy short story. So, uh, yeah. Not good. All right. Diving in on Twitch changes, there have been a couple of notes over the past few weeks that have been announced. The first being tiered subscriptions. Yeah, <laughs> that was my initial reaction. Uh, they have announced that there are now multiple tiers of subscriptions. I believe the beta started today. I think they opted me into it. I'm pretty sure I didn't ask for that, so I'd actually rather be opted back out of it again. I'm hoping that once the beta is over, they don't just force this on everybody, because I don't want it. I, but Yeah, people are... It, it seems to be that there's conflicting information. Some people are saying like, oh, yeah, it's not going to be... You have to 
opt into it and other people are saying no eventually everyone will have to have this. I hate that no I, I don't like that at all i'm hoping they don't There's... well it, like i we were talking about it um off camera a little bit but like I, my big thing is just if you're gonna make us have it make it so that this they don't look different in chat I don't want there to be like a weird hierarchy of subscribers in my chat. I want all of the subs to look the same. I don't want it to Yes. I don't want it to be acknowledged that they're a different tier of subscriber unless like I want it that way, you know. Yeah. That, That's that, how you have elitists. Yeah, it's well, just it's a good way to cause trouble. Like uh, devil's devil's advocate wise, I'm with you sure. 100% Dodger. I I agree. I think that it causes more problems than it does uh, offer fun solutions but with that said i can understand how some users would like the option to like if you're willing to give a person like donate that money or mm -hmm. be involved then you should be allowed to i, oh, I yeah i don't like, have a problem with that like yeah i i think that it's fine i just think that it's not something for me that I would do. No, it's not something like, I do either. We both treat subscriptions in a very different way. You treat it as a one-off donation. I treat it as a monthly service, but I wouldn't charge more for that monthly service because it's not worth more than that. And right. I can't offer, nor would I want to offer tiers of service anyway. Even if I could, the Twitch system right now, the only thing you can do is give them a bonus emote. That, that's, right. just, that's token. That At that point... You said you hit it right on the head, Jesse, when you said if people want to donate more, like I don't treat the subscription as a donation. It's a service. We give people tangible things for that. And I never want it to be a donation. So I would never want those tiers offered on my channel. And if there is, right. then obviously I'll try and opt out of it. It's like yeah, I, a bad Patreon. It kind of is. You're totally right. It's obvious that Amazon is trying to get a piece of the Patreon pie, just as they were trying to get a piece of the donation pie with bits. To their credit, they have not attempted to force you to use those yet, which is good. I hope they never do. I hope they never put in the terms of service that you can't use a third-party donation system. I think they never will because they realize that people... I don't think they people, ever will. We would, the riot. backlash would be crazy. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Look, completely right. Yeah, I'm told apparently tears are live on my channel right now. Yeah, I'm, I can't find anywhere to turn those off in the dashboard. I think I'm actually going to have to email them about it. So I, I don't know. I It's possible that we either are set to opt into all this shit automatically or my uh, Twitch manager ma uh, put me in on that. I don't know. I need to get out of it, though. I'd, I'm not comfortable with it myself, but I'm not saying that nobody else should be too. Like, if, right. you, if that's how you treat your sub as a monthly recurring donation, if that's what you think it is, there's no harm in having tiers of that. And And also, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, to me, having one extra emote does not constitute enough. Yeah. You know? No. Like, the next no. tier is $10, I think, right? Yeah, and it's $5, it's $10, $10 and $25. It's a huge jump paying, there. Yeah, it's like, I, I get that some people are saying, well, it's kind of like a Patreon, but it's like, I would... I would make that be a bigger difference have a though. Reward like tier. if I had tiers on a Patreon, right? There's there's two different ways that a lot of people are doing Patreons now. Either there's one tier and it's like, you can pay me however much you want, but everybody gets the same thing. Uh -huh. Or it's, there are multiple tiers and there's like a gradual increase in value. And yes. it doesn't feel like there's value there yet. So like assuming that they would give you more things 
like more, more stuff that you can opt into to add on to the tiers. Like that would make more sense. What do you, what do you, like, is it just a, it literally is just an emote. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing you can, I believe if you choose lock other shit behind it, if you wanted to lock chat behind Uh, 10 bucks, you could. If wow, you wanted that's to chat, pretty intense. That would be really shitty. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to do that at all. I don't think that's going to happen. But you can chat do it. Chat is in super subscriber mode only. Twenty-five dollar yeah. donators only. <laughs> that, that's like, that's the, the same as silence. You know, it's like you don't want any chat. That's a good way to do it. There we go. Yeah, that's like how you like. Okay, chat. You're in timeout. You're going to twenty-five sub mo- only mode. Yeah. Whatever. And if one of you is willing to pay that to talk, so be it. I think uh, I'm trying to think of who would really benefit from this. And I think maybe like smaller channels sure. who have a really passionate audience, this could help them a lot. Okay. Yeah, so- because like um, each, so one thing that I don't think we've touched on yet is that each tier um, in terms of like when it counts your number of subscribers, each tier counts as more subscriptions. So you could say, all what? right, well, yeah. For the purchases so you, of, em- of how many emotes you unlock as a channel, basically. Right. Yeah. So, so like, if you're saying like, emotes, oh, once I hit, this, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, once I hit like a thousand subscribers, then I'll g- get to unlock more emotes. And somebody could say, oh, well, I'll bump myself up to a $25 subscription because you'll unlock them faster because I now mm-hmm. count as three subscribers or however it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, That's- yeah. You could, so yeah, you, I guess it's like a really passionate, yeah, it's just really passionate fan base that, especially if you're a smaller Twitch channel, uh, and you see a lot of those, uh, I'll go to channels and, and it'll be like 13 people watching, but the donation thing will say like $1,500. I'm like, damn, all right. Yeah, yeah, because they're mm-hmm. they're like really supportive of a streamer that they love. Yeah, yeah. So Which is the same principle as Patreon. Uh, ultimately, mm-hmm. this is just a way to try and cut into the Patreon market the thing is, it doesn't have any of the cool features that Patreon has. Patreon's well set up for that. The split is terrible. Like, there's no real doubt about that. Compared to Patreon, the split is just awful. You do not get extra money for higher... Well, obviously, you get extra money for higher tier sub, but you don't get... The split remains the same. So depending mm-hmm. on what you're on, the standard being 50-50, but of course, there are better 60-40, 70-30. I've even heard 80-20 exists, probably for the absolute top, top, top guys. Right. But... Even then, you know, 30% of $25 is a significant chunk of change that Amazon just took for not giving you anything more than you got for your five. Right. I think I think that's unreasonable. Like, if you were going to do that, it, at that point, you should say, well, a $25 sub is 90-10 then. Because you, know, you can't make the same argument that, oh, well, you're ad-free now, so we're going to compensate for that. And yeah. you know, all these other services, we're going to compensate for those. You do not. At that mm. point, not with twenty five. So I don't mind. I don't mind Twitch trying to get in on this, and I don't know why everyone is so cagey about it. Every time they do, it's like well, they have the right to try to offer an. I mean, yeah, business wise, it makes sense that they're thinking to themselves: they How do we bring that market? How do we keep those people on our platform? Absolutely. Why what is it, Jesse? No, I, I think it's the reason that we've feel sort of like apprehensive about the idea for our personal channels but at the same time we're like it's cool like people can do what people do i think it comes down to we sort of have our pulse on the audience a little bit more because like this is something we're very like what do the people think about this 
I think there's a lot of people who view this emotionally and not like a rational thing. On they the see internet. Don't be ridiculous, yeah, Jesse. <laughs> but like, I think people see it as an emotional thing where it's, um, you know, and, 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 again, these are the same people who, when you write, when you type something, they're like, you seem really angry. It's like, it was words. I'm over here, like <laughs> sipping a tea, having a good old time. And I think that's Context, the same thing yeah. here where it's like, they perceive this on an emotional level where it's, oh, well, if you're rich and you have money, you can afford this stuff. And everyone else has to fucking suck with it. And everyone sort of takes that in in their own reality and uh, adds their own context to it. And so the idea itself, while at the end of the day not like crazy, still offer it still poses problems, right? It still well, has the potential to cause drama. Where really it's like, oh boy, this shouldn't be a thing. But it will be. I do think that you're right, though, that depending on the size of the streamer, it's going to be viewed completely differently. Absolutely. like a smaller streamer that wants to do this, it'll be like, this is an awesome way for the people that love that streamer to like offer them more, right? Yep. To like to help them with with more emotes, with just more stuff for their channel because they deserve it. Sure, um, and it's for, also about, it's also about the reliability of that income. As a small yes. streamer, if you rely mm -hmm. on donations because you're making fuck all from advertisements, you are in a very dangerous place. It just takes you know one month where super donor guy didn't donate and like oh shit I'm fucked now. Oh does, no. Um, does Twitch have the same sort of thing that YouTube does, where it's like you have to I can't even remember where you have to make a certain amount of money before you get a payout. So we were about to move on to that, actually, because they it, now do oh, the whole affiliate does now, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It does now? Yeah, but before we get onto that cry, like, I, I want to like hear how, how you treat, how do you view the subscription? Because, of course, you, you have a subscription, you've got a lot of subs in your channel, you also take donations, and you do regular streams that are very involved often with your Twitch community. How do you treat and approach the subscription? All right, so really quick touching on the bits bit so i enabled bits as a joke i was about to disable <laughs> okay. them immediately after enabling them you can't right after them, though. you, you can't cannot disable no. bits no nope. so i have really? to live with this you nah. cannot once they are enabled you cannot disable bits i had a similar so, issue i turned yeah. them on for and i think they still do this when they were running they let you watch an ad to get like five or ten bits and people were yeah. like we want to do this for you like you want to watch an ad because we have ad block on or whatever and like okay sure so I turned it on for that. No, you can't turn it on off afterwards. That's it. I just don't promote it. I don't tell anyone it's there. Yeah. Well, I, like weird. I think at the end of the day, like the concept of bits isn't something that is like too terrible, and it's not something that I'm no, against. It's not. But but I can, you know, I understand again that seeing someone's name, if you like dump a bunch of bits on a channel, your name is just at the top now permanently. And I no, can, you can turn that off. You can turn that off. Yeah. Yeah, there, but then there does you go. Doesn't that make you miss people that donate? Well, not, so not what you, you what you can do what you can do is make it so that every time that somebody donates bits, and you can have a threshold, you can be up like, at the top, yes, it pops up at the top. You can say how long you want it to be there. So, and like, then, I have okay. I have mine up for thirty seconds, and then they go away, or for like a couple minutes or something. Stupid. All right, well then, never mind. <laughs> there, there are things you can bits change in fine. there. Yeah. I'm a big dummy. Bits are fine. Like, Dukes knows a I'm lot good. about them bits, man. Yeah. She's <laughs> well, well equipped to discuss the bits. I'm, clear, I'm clearly not. I think it's one of those things where because there's so much stuff under the hood, though, I wasn't aware of it, and I don't know mm -hmm. how many people actually are to begin with. So that's interesting. Yeah, you, well, yeah. you can very much limit 
the uh, impact of bits on your chat. And of course, you can use those third-party software pieces. I mean, uh, Dodger, you use that to track that for you anyway. It's just pulling that info mm -hmm. from the chat. Can I, um, can I ask you guys a question about that, by yeah. the way? So mm. I don't use third-party software all that much at all. I and don't at all. I uh, had a talk with some Twitch folks the other day where I literally was like, in my mind, why can't Twitch just like take third-party stuff and put it into their own website? Because they don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I guess not. Could, but I mean, like, do. is it crazy for them to be like, "Yeah, you don't have to pay these other sites to flash shit on your screen. Instead, you can do it through us." Most of them are free. Yeah, so, a lot of them are. I, I, didn't, like, didn't they? Didn't they like bring Moobot on board? Isn't Moobot an official Twitch thing now? Is, is that it official? They I have auto mod, but I think Moobot is still. Oh, is Moobot uh, still independent? I, solo. Yeah, yeah I, I might be getting that wrong then. It's obviously auto mod was obviously their alternative to that then, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, cry. Um, I, I, sorry, I was going back to cry on the subscriptions because we never actually got to it. We just ended yeah, up yeah, on yeah. subs. You know, like. Oh. Yeah. So you talked about bits, but you know how do, how do you treat the subscription? Like, do you view it strictly in a service capacity? Uh, how do you balance it with donations, all that sort of thing? How do you approach your audience with it, if at all? Do you even push it on them at any point? I I don't personally. I I um all right. So initially, when I was asked to be a partner or whatever, this was many years back. Uh, I was still like, I I saw it as much more of a casual thing with me and my buddies just doing streams. But it got to the point where chat was going too fast all the time. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess sub mode would be a good way to alleviate this. And so we started doing subscriptions with that. And so now I pretty much, I only run like a subscriber mode, like for the first like two or three hours of the Saturday stream. That's it. Never uh, other than that is a sub mode on because I personally like, I know you, for example, always have sub mode on because yeah, it definitely it helps like moderate three things. plus years, you know, I, I yeah. never turn it off. And that's just kind of the status quo that we have now. Yeah, absolutely fine with that. But I know for me, like, I know there, there are a lot of like younger people that are just like, why do you do this man? Stop. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay, you, it's just so you run it at sometimes. Like, do you run it at peak time? Is that? Uh, is yes, that peak yeah. times. Yeah. So right, as soon as it sense, starts yeah. getting a bit lower, that's when we take it off, and yeah, everything is okay and all kosher and stuff. Yeah, there's quite a few people that do that actually. I've seen. Yeah, and the the one thing that uh that sucks about having like a subscription and things like that is, if I ever don't stream, I feel bad. Like I let them down. I did not give them the service that they are subscribing right. for. So that's what. That that's the one thing because like that's one reason why I would never do something like a Patreon because then I am in fact I have commitments to them and things like yes. that. And I, I just I know yep. me. I know me. <laughs> I, I suck. I don't keep with things. I would not be able to do that. So it it is difficult to keep up with that stuff. Uh, for me, I'll kind of view the subscription a little bit differently because at least I hope this is how people treat it. I have no control over whether they treat it this way or not, but I have kind of trained my audience to think this is a service. If you're not getting the service that you paid for, then your course of action is to unsubscribe. Right. So I don't mm -hmm. feel bad, but I do feel like, yes, I should be streaming because it's in my financial interest too. But I don't feel bad because I'm like, oh, I've not provided them enough. Because like, they can just leave. like, And that's what they should do if they don't think that I'm giving them their five bucks a month. Right. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like... I still don't see myself as someone who is uh, worthy of providing someone $5 a month of content. For example. Here's the thing. Yeah. True talk. I feel that way all the time. All the time. Yeah, all the time. I, do, 
I am constantly like, fuck, I don't even think I'm worth like, like to this day, I still can't figure out why people watch videos I make. Yep. I can't, yep. I can't, and I want to be like, because I make those funny, funny jokes, but no, <laughs> no. I stupid shit. I don't I'm know, a funny I, goof. I, like, I truly do not know. And if I did, boy, would I capitalize the fuck out of that. But I like <laughs> 100%, like I'm constantly in a state of, I don't think I'm, I think it's just a character flaw. I constantly don't think I'm good enough all the time. This you this like YouTube red show, I'll do a scene and afterwards they'll be like, good job. And I'm like, are you saying that? Or is this like a Hollywood thing where you're just trying to like protect my feelings? I okay. feel that way all the time, especially mm -hmm. on YouTube. Because And that's, I think, why a lot of people uh, on YouTube and Twitch and just online in general, they always focus on the negative comments because they want to think that they're shit. They're like, no. this guy gets it. He knows that I'm garbage. And I know that I'm like, look, that's a straight up. If you're wondering, spoiler alert, internet, if you're wondering why people will go online and gush about their feelings to a camera, it's because we're messed up. We are, <laughs> we are, we, we have, we are needy as shit. There's, you have there's a hole inside kind. of us that we are trying to fill by talking to a camera. I just want to just let you know that. Yeah. Yep. So you're aware we are, we are deeply needy. So yeah, now, you know, it's, it's a weird, like sense of like not having like an idea of your own self-worth. And that's why uh, it's just a random example. I have never charged for any like voice acting things I've done for any games or any like friends or things, because I don't feel like it's, it's good enough to charge money for. It. Oh, I know it's not good enough. I haven't done it either. Like the only time I've done it, it wasn't to the company. It was, you know, for, for the Blizzard voice pack thing. Like we, mm -hmm. we charged that for that. And obviously if people don't think it's good enough, they don't have to buy it. So it's fine. But with VO in a game that you don't have a choice, whether you're here or not, no, I haven't charged for any of that because, like, I am terrible. I'm, I don't even know why you asked me here. It's like when I, my best work is fucking you know, that goddamn puffer fish in Awesome yes! Thoughts. You know that is a low bar. Like, <laughs> the minute you get an email that's like, we'd like you to do something, you're like, why, though? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. A lot of it really is just, like, I know you're just doing this because I'll bring my audience with me, not because I'm any good at it. And I think that's why I turn it down mostly now. I've yeah. taken a gig in ages. And, it goes, and again, it goes back to subs and Patreons and all this stuff is you just feel like, will I ever be able to be good enough to justify any of this? Uh -huh. And that's not. what it's about. And so like, you're constantly just like trying to hustle. And trying to be like, I want to show you guys how much I love you. And that's like, Dodgers chat is a big old love fest. And I know that deep <laughs> down, she's like, I just want to let you know how much I love you guys. And like, I'm so yeah. thankful for what I'm doing. And it's like, fuck, she's doing it so good. I'll never be that good. It's, like, oh, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. And so it like going back to the crazy uh, uh, $25 subs and stuff. If you're a small twitch streamer and you're just starting out and someone does that for you that like changes your reality when you realize that there are people out there who care enough to donate at that level or, or sub at that level like if you're doing that for someone that person just starting out like that is huge for them and so yeah. even though i think me personally at this point it's like doing that would be counterintuitive for me if you're just starting out jump on that shit because that like will help you in ways you cannot even imagine so like it's just di different strokes for different folks, y'all. That's all on, I'm saying. On the flip side of that, that actually scares the living fuck out of me. It, 
if someone is willing to give me $25 a month for no service, I almost worry about how I have duped that person, like, and how I've, <laughs> I have emotionally... How have I fooled you into thinking? Yeah, have yeah. I emotionally manipulated you in some way? Because I'm really scared of that, always, that... Mm. I that I will create somebody who is obsessed with me in some way because it has happened before. You start a cult. I feel I, you. I know, Dodge. <laughs> yes, a, a cry. I'm sure is that's probably the reason you hide your face. Cry because you, you've got a, a, a bit of a cougar fan base. I'm told. Yo, cry. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> Hold Tell on, me more. He's, yeah, he's got go a, He's got a demo. He's got a demo. Here's the thing. Can I ask a question? Cry He's for a while. Curiously silent, for... pretending this not true. We all know it's true. Cry. I need to know this for a good yeah. long while. Yeah. My my main female demo was like thirty five to forty something. I was like, yo, yeah, dude. But, but time out. I started to realize those are probably the parents of the young kids who are watching. Oh. So, so I'm curious what your reaction is. It's like this. kids it's... on their parents' accounts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm curious how you see this or if you live in a reality that sounds amazing and it's like hey there cry you looking good today baby let me tell you i have spoken to many uh single mothers (laughs) (laughs) my dude (laughs) all right right. amazing amazing i love it it's yep yep youtube it is recommended Truthfully, you're a genius. Can I just I'm out, I'm out from the world? Another timeout? This is a timeout yeah. inside okay. of a timeout. Right, let's go, let's go. Timeout in a timeout. No. Not only do you not, not only to do that anymore. This the is your best last one. voice. Not only do you have the best voice, you're smart enough to be like, all you get is my voice. And somehow <laughs> and somehow have leveraged that to have a Jinx t-shirt sponsorship. No one <laughs> No one sees you. <laughs> I You're never considered I that. Love you. That did I not. Love you. Dude, Jinx clothes. Coupon code Cratic at Jinx.com, by the way, for ten percent off. They have good merchandise. I'm wearing Jinx and they don't sponsor my ass. It's invisible. There you, you go. go. I fucking uh. love you to the nth degree. You are literally my favorite <laughs> You have nailed Thanks, this man. game. So well, God, oh it's like God. having a, it's like being a blind streamer having a gunner sponsorship. How do you? Do that? <laughs> <sighs> See, it's really nice though because you get all the perks and you also get the perk of being able to go outside and get like a sandwich and not have someone be like, oh my God! As long as you never speak, if someone hears your voice, that's the thing. I know that people have heard cry talk in never, public and been like, are you? Never wait. happened. Swear to God, it's really? never oh, happened. He's like, hello oh, everyone. She... Yeah, this yep. isn't his real voice. Hey guys! Hi everybody! I'm yeah. here for a subway sandwich. Oh, hello everybody! I'm so excited to go outside and experience the world. A six-inch oh. tuna melt, please. Oh well, that's your problem. You're getting tuna melts. Get out of here! <laughs> Fuck's wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No one, no one ever imagines cr- the cry eating a tuna melt. I'm more of a subway <laughs> club guy. I'm sorry. Look, I like tuna melts. Thank you very much. But go to improper. None of this tuna salad bullshit. I'm gonna put onion in tuna because I'm like the worst person yeah, ever. Town. Wow. No, it's like fucking hold on there, Stalin. Fucking quit it. <laughs> Yo, but let's get back to single moms. Hello. <laughs> oh. Oh, you want to get, get back to single moms there for a second? About? We oh, were Twitch. on Twitch subs. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about how Cry treats his subs. 
Apparently, terribly. Is <laughs> <out of> that. <laughs> terribly. <laughs> great. You choose them very well. Like, like the filthy proletariat that they I are. I give them $5 subs at $25 treatment, if you yeah. know what I mean. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. I'm blown away by that. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, did you want to. Did you also want to talk about affiliates? We absolutely yeah, would love to do just that. Yep, that sounds like a pretty great idea. So along with that, you know, that's getting a little bit less of the attention, but is far, frankly more important for I think aspiring so streamers. There is now a Twitch affiliate program. A lot of people may not know this, but it can be quite tricky to become a Twitch partner these days. There is a, a fairly large threshold that you have to overcome. And obviously, you can argue that being not being a partner makes it harder to reach the threshold to become a partner because there's a lot of features you don't have you know you mm -hmm. don't have the proper transcoding ability that you know allows you to watch in different resolutions that means less people will watch you you don't have access to a bunch of different features that would be beneficial so what they did was they decided all right well you know we don't want a shit ton of twitch partners especially ones that are making no money because it would cost us more to maintain the partner program than it would than we'd be making from these guys so we're going to make an affiliate program that lets a lot more people get their foot in the door, get some of the stuff, and most importantly, get paid. Mm. Yeah. There is a bunch of differences between the systems. You don't need an awful lot to become an affiliate. Uh, at the moment, they're looking to invite people who have had at least 500 total minutes broadcast in the last 30 days have at least seven unique broadcast days in the last 30 days. So in other words, you're an active streamer. An average of three concurrent viewers or more. So not Only not three? Many, only three, yeah. Oh, wow. So you have to prove it's not just you and your mother. And uh, what is it, 50 followers? 50 followers, yes. So more than uh, reasonable. Mm. We've proven that I know jack shit about Twitch and I am 9,000 years old, but is there a version of this, a list like this for being partnered that I think says so. what you need to have because uh, i don't know that i've ever seen one of those i i imagine there is i just haven't looked at it like it was never a thing for me like i, I was partnered as soon as they changed to justin yeah same it, here right. so yeah. i think most of us were i i'm curious about that because the other day again boy am i like a walking contradiction so i was i tuned in to watch this girl stream uh, heroes because everyone was like mm -hmm. hyping her up and I was like all right I'll figure out what this is about clicked on it and the first like 20 minutes wasn't even her playing was her talking about how she and her friend weren't verified or not verified uh they didn't have sub buttons on twitch they couldn't figure out what they were doing wrong they, it, and I was watching her try to like go through this and it was super interesting to me because it was obvious she had no clue and her friend had no clue what you needed to get a sub button and they were both like trying to figure it out and I was sitting there just like you know what? I don't even know what it takes to get no. a sub button on Twitch. It, apparently, th there is no solid baseline. If you go to the Twitch help page, it says, what do we look for in a potential partner? We evaluate considering three different areas, content, average concurrent viewership, and stream frequency and schedule. So there's no get 100 or get 200. No. They had... Assessed uh, on a thing by thing basis. I think that I think it so, used to be much more. Did they specific. used to have it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it, I think it used to be much more specific, and then they added in uh, things like creative, 
and they really uh, wanted to like uh, give creative a big boost so they yes. took on some creative partners and gave Who them were getting a lot more a lot less than that yeah yeah because so, so you know you can't judge like, it the same you're totally right yeah kind of depends you yeah. know also no it used to mention an actual number for concurrent viewers but then it was asked in uh like a panel to twitch like, like a town hall yeah, it was just like, hey, this isn't that great anymore. They're like, yo, you're right. And then like two hours <laughs> later, they like changed it so it doesn't show number anymore. So yeah, I think I it think used to be used... like a few hundred. I was going to say 300. I 300, think it was okay. like you want to aim for around 300 concurrent viewers when you stream. And that's Could... like, yeah, truthfully, honestly, that's like if you're doing that, you should at some point be like a partner because that's absolutely. Pretty like to get yeah. through and yeah. just watch you stream a game or oh, something. That's absolutely. impressive. That's yeah. really impressive. So, Mo um, I mean, most of it comes down to you know the reason why partnership is so important is not necessarily for getting paid through ads because if you have that small an audience, you're not going to make much from ads anyway. The issue is the sub button. That's the big deal, and transcoding for the most part, the ability to for your stream mm -hmm. to be watched in different resolutions. Very important, especially if you want to encourage mobile viewership. Like you need those different options available. So partnership, you know, used to be the th way to do that. Now, supposedly, the Twitch affiliate program will do that for you. I'm just seeing like what you get with it. There's a, there's a nice little breakdown actually of what you get. The little table. Yes. Yeah. So a Twitch affiliate, you don't, uh, you can get cheering with bits, but you don't get a custom cheer mode. You can get one sub emote. And you will be able to get a sub button. It's mm -hmm. not immediately available. They said coming soon. So it looks like you'll be able to get a sub button, which is mm -hmm. one of the biggest deals to one of those. Apparently, yeah. you'll also be able to, of course, run ads and get game sales. Also not currently available. Storage for past broadcasts is the same as a non-partnered streamer. So 14 days by the looks of it. How long is a partnered streamer last for now? Two, Two months. months? Is it too? Okay. Yeah, there are also some channels that have been whitelisted to keep them forever. Mostly those are tournament or esports focused channels. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I may or may not have that. But they <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. The and then also stream delay. Affiliates will not be able to use stream delay. They will get priority access to transcode, but you will not necessarily always have it. Like so if you're a non-partnered streamer, you can sometimes get transcode, and it's probably just based on how busy the server is. Right. Uh, whereas obviously a partner gets full access to transcoded uh, streams all the time. Apparently you get priority access to them as they're available as an affiliate. So you're not guaranteed transcodes, but you should be guaranteed that sub button. No stream delay, which no. is a weird one. Like it's it's weird that they would exclude that because these tiny streamers are hardly going to take up much resource, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, am weird. I wrong in that I thought you can just do a stream delay in like OBS already? You can, yeah. but it's it's that's uh, it requires your PC to be up to it though. Oh, like, okay. On you can do it on either Twitch's end or locally. Locally is a bit more difficult, but it can be done. Right. You totally can okay. do that. That used to be the only way to do it, but then they put it in because tournaments were like, "What the fuck, mate? Fix this." Yeah, and then and, and then they did. So that's good. Is there? Is there? All right, again my stupidity is there i'm watching people on twitter and uh facebook and stuff talk about how they're excited to support affiliates is there a way that you as a person who has a sub button you as a partner can like i think support or is that just something like i think they just mean like it'll be nice to be able to watch 
you know, these smaller streams that I like to watch and be able to actually uh, support like them support directly. them. Yeah. yeah. Th- they're, they're I adding... thought it was like, maybe I could help be like, right. no, yes, you're an affiliate now because of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I, I mean, to be honest, that, that's how a lot of people got partnership. They get recommended by somebody else. That's actually yeah. a huge factor. And you might think, well, it's nepotistic. It's about who you know. Yeah, welcome to life. That's how it fucking like, works. You know? If you're friends with a few Twitch employees, you're set. Of course. Like, I don't know if you realize this, but Twitch is very lenient if you know people in Twitch. Yeah, very sure. much so. No doubt like about if, that. If I wasn't friends with Pluto, I'm sure I would have been at least warned or yelled at a few times by now. I've shown a few things on there I shouldn't probably show. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's all good. Yeah, for Christ Titty Time, right? Yeah, Christ Titty yeah. Time is uh, every, every Wednesday, uh, 7 to 8, Titty Time. Indeed, yeah. naturally. Up on by. Yeah. Christ Titty Time. Christ Titty Time. <laughs> Christ Titty Time. Yeehaw. And so Come forth. on now, we got titties of all shapes and sizes. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that one looks like a pancake. Oh, this is what happens yeah. when you have a cougar oh, fan base. That's <laughs> <laughs> flopping about all crazy. Oh, this one feels like sound foam. <laughs> sound foam. That's oh. what that's what titty time is all about. Oh, big surprise. <laughs> we talk about titty time and stripping appears at the door. Yep. But... He's like, I yep. heard there was titty time going on oh, over here. Yeah. I heard there was titty time? No. Of course there is. Titty time involved, yes, yeah. Titty oh, time. Baby, huh? did someone say titty time? Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. we mentioned, we mentioned titty time and stripping right immediately appeared at the door and we think that's not a coincidence. We just said. Oh, what? But right. I mean, like. Baby, did someone say titty time? What? <laughs> just pops in and there's just canned laughter when he does it. Yeah, of course. I imagine that I, I, that's how I imagine your office works. Yeah. It, it does. You all have cool. little laughter. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Maintain oh, that illusion God, for you me. You need one of those. There, there's a couple of other mind differences, like payout time frame. You get paid out every two months instead of every 45 days as a threshold. Basically, they're trying to avoid fraud for the most part. Mm. Yeah, using it as a way to launder money for the most part. That's well, yeah. it'll be a lot easier to hit those thresholds too because people will have subscribers, ads, yeah. bits, Sub-ups, like all of that yeah. stuff adds up. So yeah, and you know, I've never been against those kind of thresholds. You know, it's the same thing that like some people got up in a little bit of uproar about 10,000 lifetime views on YouTube before I can get partnered and make money from ads. Like, yeah, that represents about a dollar probably. Like if you're not losing any money here, you don't need to be partnered if you're not getting that yeah, many. 10,000 total, that's like- that You can bucks. accidentally get that very easily. Yeah. As, even as a complete nobody. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a non-issue and neither is the time frame thing. There are a couple of, there's been a couple of people rumbling saying that they don't like the fact that they're opening the gates to this kind of thing, but I've not seen a single good reason. Like, yeah. It's very literally, protectionist. Okay. For real. Every you. single person that I've seen be like, I just don't like it. In the end, <laughs> the argument, the argument comes down to like, then partners won't be special anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that's pretty much it. Go- go away it's, that's not <laughs> like, a fucking so argument stupid. like one you weren't fucking special you knew somebody or you had a couple of hundred viewers well done fucking bully for you congratulations it doesn't matter and more to the point like if you're getting your ass handed to you and i've said this before i'll say it a fucking thousand times till blue in the face if you get your ass handed to you by some affiliate who just popped out of nowhere then up your fucking game yeah right like affiliates helping out smaller streamers is not gonna affect you at all so like what's your though fucking it, problem it, but here's the thing even if it does tough shit 
It's a fucking free market. If someone's kicking your ass, if someone's doing you better than you, that's your fault. Hell yeah. Absolutely. if you are, it's protectionist. It's like, I have my position and I'm going to wall this off and I'm not going to let anyone else in. And even though I'm shit and can't compete on an even playing field, tough shit because I won't let you in the gate. I won't let, even let you in the door. Nah, this, fuck it, you. I don't have any sympathy for the people vibe, like that. The vibe I felt immediately upon seeing that stuff was the same vibe I get sometimes at Twitch parties, which is the I'm special. I'm here because I'm special and that's why I'm at this party. It's like, no, you and about 12 billion other people got invited to this party tonight. Do not (laughs) think that. And it's, yeah, it's that vibe where it's, I'm on Twitch. I have a fan base that makes me important. Like, no, it just makes like, you're doing okay. Like, don't Yeah, you're doing good. You're, you are successful in your field and it doesn't mean that you're better than anybody else. So literally cool it. Like Th- that doesn't yeah. impress people at Twitch parties as well of all fucking people. Right? It's like, oh wow, you got a thousand followers. Whoa, you must oh be incredibly popular. Wow, you're so. I'll have you your look so much more call... handsome now. Yeah, I'll yeah. have people oh. call my people. Let's do a deal. <laughs> Go to hell. No. I yeah. I, it's I don't that deal attitude well with just like, like that. we're special. Like no, dude, work your hustle, work your game, keep focusing on you, and then you'll be fine. Don't I hate when people are like, I'm really concerned that this other person's gonna get more views than me. Tough shit, but be better. Yeah, holy shit. Suck less. Learn to compete. Jesus. Yeah, let it be like, yeah, absolutely. It's like people have never fucking left their house. It's like, oh no, no, they won't give me the job. Somebody else took the job. Maybe they're better than you. Maybe you should do a better interview next time. Like, suck less. Yeah. What are they gonna hand you shit? Use it use it as a tool to better yourself. Absolutely. Get good. But attention though. Mm. That, oh yeah, that's I mean that's really what it's about at the end of the day. Let's be real. Yeah, let's but, be real. But Naturally. with that said, you know, understand that it's okay. You can have your own attention thing, and other people still get attention and the world be okay. There's more wow, enough people. Oh no, untrue. There's I want all people. of it though. Yeah, it's not like the likes plan all my streams when Dodger plans her streams just so I can steal some of her people. That's nah. that'd be crazy. <gasps> <gasps> <Wow. laughs> no, but like, that's, you know, that's like a fucking crazy. That's a crazy thing. That's yeah. crazy. People are so crazy. I'm I just know. saying people are crazy. Stop being crazy. Like, it's <laughs> that's not, all we ask. Stop just stop being crazy. All it's just fucking ask. you're playing video games for fun. Appreciate what you're doing and you're getting paid for it. Yeah. Oh my God. Turn it down. Turn down the wacky for a little bit. Yeah. Turn it down. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I don't have sympathy for those people and I don't hang around with them because they're terrible and boring. Nope. The affiliates, they're coming to Kajib. It's only good things. This can only help people. You're crazy if you think it's going to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, So, well, I mean, you're not crazy if you think it's going to hurt you, but you're obviously not very confident in your own abilities if you think that. Well, I think maybe, that maybe 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 you will become more relevant. If you got this far, if you're already partnered, where you should be confident in your abilities. You're doing something right. You should. But my self-esteem issues of showing up, man. You see it Look, so much. I got those problems. I, mean, I don't know about you, but I my self-esteem is directly. You, you focus on fucking kicking ass. You my self-esteem dummy. is directly tied into my number of Twitter followers. I don't know about the rest of you. Same. <laughs> yeah. Shall we do the releases then? Yes, please. We shall. You wanna shoot them over to me. I, I shall do just that. Yes, I've been. <laughs> oh, good. I, I, I have been going through oh, yeah. these with a mop, 
I've been cleaning them up a little bit, and now they're just spanky. So feel free they're to have a little look. Have a gander. Spanky. They're just spanky. Yes. They're just spanky. Just All right. Spanky. Today is April 25th. And our first game is so What Remains told. of Edith Finch for PC and PS4. Mm, oh, I yes. just got that, actually. Yeah. I, Jesse, that looks I think really it, pretty. Yeah. You it can. is a super interesting game. I think you'll love it, Craig. Oh, good. Uh, it's just about a girl returning home, and each room of the house tells a different story in a different way. And so a great example is one room is your brother, and you live his life as, like, a fishery canning guy and you like cut fish heads off with one part of your controller and the other part you're running an rpg that changes from like top down to 2.5 to like 3d as you progress through his life and it's really mm -hmm. interesting like the way they manipulate the game to sort of tell stories is awesome but it's also a one like there aren't multiple endings so like this is a thing. you're playing straight through a kind of deal yeah, that's by the guys who made Unfinished Swan, isn't it? So expect yeah. a very walkie-walkie simulator exposition kind of thing, and less of a video game. It yeah. looks like Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Is that about right or not? Um, it, it, it's a little, it's not supposed to be like creepy or scary, but it does have like a strange, like something's not right here vibe. Okay. But, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful story and it's told really really well and there are moments that are pretty shocking it, it but it's supposed to grab you emotionally not like scare the bejesus out of you i get you okay uh next game is called pinstripe which is getting some really good feedback i think um yeah. it looks awesome the aesthetic for it is super cool yep it's... i think our friend ross rubber ross did a voice for this game I believe he may have oh, done I that. Yes, an ex-minister ventures through the frozen depths of hell in search of his kidnapped daughter. Really cool art style. Apparently got a pretty killer soundtrack attached to that as well. Time Magazine, who I wasn't even aware actually reviewed games, gave it a 5 out of 5 for all that's worth. This was also huh. showcased at Indicate in 2013. This has been in development for a long time. Really? Mm, really? Well, I guess there's a lot of art here. Yeah. True that. Um, the next game is Outlast 2, which we've already talked about. Indeed, we have. The game yeah. after that is Carnage Chronicles, an episodic action RPG for VR. Yeah, it was... I don't know how good this kind of thing is going to be. Obviously, VR is in a pretty rough state, especially with the Vive when developing games. A lot of this stuff is coming into early access for that reason. It looks like it has some potential, though, and right. may, maybe a little bit more than just a stupor, although... I, one thing I really did like was the you can hold up your shield, take arrows to it, but then you can like swipe it to take your spear and just like oh, uh, cool. smash the arrows off. I thought that was really cool. Mm. Uh, next game is called Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 for PC and PS4. Oh, yes, this series. Uh, they've been trying to make this good for a long time as to whether or not this one will be the one that is. I don't know. It's a more modern sniper style game as opposed to Sniper Elite, which is, of course, World War II. Don't know how good this one is. It's currently got mixed reviews, which is not surprising. The previous games were not brilliant. The game after that is called Don't Get Hit in the Face. It's a VR yeah. game where you try not to get hit in the face, apparently. Yep. I kept this in just because that name, that's about good. it. Like, I can't say that it looks brilliant. It's mostly just avoiding obstacles. But hey, if you're going to get me interested, give it a name like that. You know, that might be good for, you know, working out, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of games like that are, hey, just play Audio Shield. You'll get a sweat on within about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah. will. Good Lord. You don't need a gym with that game. No, you do not. 
holy shit, this next game looks like probably game of the year material. Uh-huh. Called uh, Elevator VR. Experience you- the journey of riding an elevator. Wow. I should have taken this out, but just like this is so ostentatious it's so audacious to put something like this on the steam store i just got to give it respect for it what (laughs) if it's like meant for people to get over claustrophobia possibly because there was that one game well it's not really a game where you're like a podium giving a speech for helping people uh give out speeches and like uh, stage fright and stuff so this might be in the similar it was the description that got me on this one. You have boarded the elevator. The elevator is a machine which will go to designated places. The elevator is in motion. The elevator travels the designated route. The elevator is not sentient. The elevator does not care out. about your life, needs, wants, or desires. The elevator neither has hopes nor cares about yours. The elevator is an analog machine. Like, yeah. what? It's like, what? I don't Perfect. Yeah. Um, the next game is called Sail Away, the Sailing Simulator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Looks kind of neat. I don't think I've ever really been interested in sailing up on the sailboat, but it looks kind of cool. I don't know what would be required to make a good sailing simulator. It looks quite nice, though. Looks terrifying when you enter a storm. Fuck that. Fuck riding one of those tiny little flimsy things into that. No way. Uh-uh. Not happening. <laughs> this would be really good in VR as well, actually. It would, actually. I'm quite surprised that they didn't go straight for that. You know, you could very yeah. easily do the polys and everything with the controllers. Absolutely. Next up is Dragon Quest Heroes 2 for PC and PS4. Yep. I like the first one. Yeah, I heard this one's a little bit less Dynasty Warriors, a little bit more hack and slash action RPG, but I don't know for certain. Is that a a good or a bad thing? Depends on your point of view, really. I was bored by the first one because I thought it was a bit too much Dynasty Warriors. If this is a bit different to that, then I might end up liking it more. I'm not 100% sure yet. It's got co-op as well. If you want it already has the mixed reviews though it does uh though that might just be the port like the previous that one a lot of these you know the dynasty warrior style games don't port that well so i don't know it might be that this next game is called immortal redneck yeah <laughs> this looks i mean there's obviously there was an old fps called redneck rampage which i assume is probably an inspiration for this but it also looks very much like serious sam like it's very in your face kind of silly shooter Mm. which might end up being good. Depends on how good the gunplay feels, I guess. Right. Well, it's got yeah. a skill tree. It does it have do- a skill Why tree. Why does it have a skill tree of all Everything's got to have a skill tree, man. Apparently so, yeah. Next up is Batman Arkham VR. Yep. Ooh, that- that's already out? It's out for PC, yeah. It's been nice. out for PS4 PSVR for a while, for a while. yeah. Yeah, it's really exclusive. short. Like, really short experience. It's supposed to be good, but it doesn't last very long. Yeah. The game after that is Crimson Metal. Crimson Metal, old school, hardcore, dynamic, brutal, challenging, atmospheric first-person shooter, it claims. <laughs> Whether or not it actually will be, I don't know. Like, my desire to play those kind of games has shrunk a lot because, well, Doom exists and it's fucking God, is awesome. It dark. All the screenshots are it is, super red yeah, and black. It is very dark, yeah. And I think, like, if I was going to play a game like this, I'd probably end up playing, like, the, the remake of Rise of the Triad or Shadow Warrior or something. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if this one looks particularly brilliant. Next up is Puyo Puyo Tetris for Switch and Puyo PS4. Puyo? Yep, it's a Puyo Puyo. I've been told it's really good for what it's it is. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Oh, uh, I, was, I was 
I thought you you said it was on Steam. I was really excited. No, like, no, no, not on Steam. Sad now. Switch. Yeah, uh, PS4. Darn. Okay. Uh, Shovel Knight: Specter of Torment comes out for PS4. Yep. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Cross Out is after that for PS4. Yeah, it's been out on PC for a little bit. I do want to check this out because it's they claim it's a post-apocalyptic MMO action game. What that probably means is it's like World of Tanks. Can you oh! stop? I've played this. Have you? Any good? It's good. It's actually yeah. really fun. It's really fun. I mean, I yeah. love car combat, you know, very Mad Max style. Look to it. Is it kind of like World of Tanks, but with Mad Max cars? Um, Kind of. It's very, a lot of destructibility in it. So, like, you can shoot off people's tires and their guns and things like that. I mean, that sounds great. This is all a CG trail. I'm trying to, like, look. It's really fun. One. You you would like this game, actually, with a group of friends. It, it does look pretty neat, yeah. I just wish that games that were like World of Tanks stopped calling themselves MMOs because they're not in any way MMOs. Oh, absolutely. They're just, they're just fucking lobbies that you get into. That's not an MMO. Come on. Yeah, this is far from an MMO. Yeah, it does look for you. Oh, God, man. That, he's driving around without a wheel. Sick. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm into that. I'll have a look at that. It looks great. <laughs> Next up is Death State for PS4. Uh, that game's been out on Steam for a while. I remember it, has. it being fun, I think. It's a, yeah, it's a rogue, roguelite action game. They had the Abyssal Edition released, so apparently it's been upgraded since. I remember really liking the aesthetic of it. Very colorful, pixel art, bullet hell-esque kind of shit going on. Apparently you can get it for PS4 now. Hmm. Uh, the Deer God is also being ported to PS4. Yes, and it is. Vita. Yep. Oh, Vita. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Um, the Legend of Dark Witch for That's Vita. For- yep. I don't know what the hell that is. I'm going to assume it's either a visual novel or a J-Dungeon crawler. Like every nope. other game. Did you not actually make it all the way through the list, Total Biscuit? No, but I put it on there because it was a Vita game, and I can hardly just, you know, leave it there. Apparently, Legend <laughs> Wish is on Steam, though. He didn't want to talk about that driving racing boob game, so, I mean, you're slowly yeah. wearing him down, Dukes. You're slowly wearing him down. More, more, of a, more of a case of comedy than anything else. But, no, that is actually on Steam, and it has been for a little while, actually. This is just the port of it. It's a side-scroller, side-scrolling brawler thing. Uh, which actually looks pretty good. Uh, Aesthetic looks pretty nice. Cool. Um, Outlast 2 also came out for PS4. Uh, yeah. Outlast Trinity? For PS4, yeah. For PS4, I think, is that yeah, just a just, collection? Yeah, it's Outlast plus the expansion, I think, plus Outlast 2. So. Okay. Oh, uh, weirdly called uh, it Trinity. Oh, yeah. no! Oh, no, is that a spoiler? Mm, I haven't All finished right. Outlast 2, and I'm hoping... Mm. I don't know. <laughs> and then... Uh, Valhalla Hills Definitive Edition for PS4, which is like a, a you've got all the people and you try to keep them alive. It's like Se- a, a god like thing, apparently. Yeah, it, it's got mixed reviews on Steam, which is disappointing because I looked at it. This is all CG trailer shit. There we go. It looked beautiful. Like, it's like, wow, look at the aesthetic of this. And I'm really up for another Settlers kind of game. But apparently yeah. it's very shallow, uh, which is a shame. I'd probably just keep playing Northland, which is coming along very nicely. Okay, so moving on to April 26th, we have Longshot Universe. Mm. Action arena kind of space dogfight thing. Cool. Blaz Blue Collection is next, which so good. I assume it's a collection nice. of the Blaz Blue games. So good. Yeah, they're bringing uh, Central Fiction, which I, I don't know if that's the latest installment to PC, because we're usually a year behind on PC with that, but I guess mm. we're not anymore, yeah. whatever. Uh, next up is Asta Online, big old MMO. Yet another Asian MMO. It's like the only place they currently make them. At least I assume it's an Asian MMO. I haven't heard of a Western company making it. Yeah, that's definitely an Asian MMO. No, it's Just like look yeah. at the every other design. one I've seen. Yeah, it looks very much the same. 
Next up is Army General, turn-based strategy game. Yes, indeed. Yep. Turn-based warfare, war game. If you're into that kind of thing, you'll already know. If you're not, you probably won't care. Right. Yeah, you're right. What the fuck? <laughs> this next game next pretty is called... Wacky. Yeah, Scanner Sombre. It's by Introversion, who are the guys Ooh. who made Prison Architect, right? Yep. Prison Architect, Defcon, oh. Uplink, Multiwinia, Darwinia. They decided to make a a walking simulator style thing. They said it's inspired by Dear Esther and Gone Home. But it's in this very You're weird- scanning a cave? Yeah, he's scanning yeah. a cave for some reason. Kind of cool. Is this a horror game? It looks like it, looks actually. Looks like it might have a bit. Because you mm. scan stuff and shit is popping up in front of you. This could be cool. Mm. Although, you're scanning in what appears to be like ghosts of men mining the cave. So maybe it's, whoa, the fuck was that? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> trailer up on the screen right now? Oh, yeah. Was what? There, there was um, like a weird antler man? What the? Yep. The deer you'll god, just, man. You'll just have to uh, play it, Jesse. Ah, uh, you know, the deer god. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Next. Which is a game that apparently came out. Yeah. Next. Next up is Ruin of the Reckless, which we already talked about. Yep, uh, the did. game after that is Earthfall. I hope this has improved since when I played it at PAX, because it was not very good then. Uh, it's a Left 4 Dead style thing only with aliens. And oh. a bunch of different God, objectives and stuff. The potential there is so high. The potential yeah. was there. It played really poorly at PAX. Like, there was a huge delay between shooting, hitting an enemy, and actually registering the hit, which made the whole all the combat feel just dreadful. If they fix that, it might be pretty cool. It's going into early access. So we'll see if they manage to fix that. You know, I feel like Aliens, oddly enough, is an untapped market. I mean, like, Strangely, yes. Zombies, think there'll be zombies. More. That. It is weird. All right, you guys ready for the name of this next game? Oh, <clears throat> yeah. The Zombiest Adventures in the Perverted Age of Enlightenment with a Pinch of Woodpunk. Yup. Just type oh. in the zombiest hey. and it's the only thing that comes up. <laughs> yup. I do not know if they built this on the back of the Mountain Blade engine, but it definitely looks like they did. It looks ridiculous. I. Uh, mm is survival and moral choice there's this weird world the zombies in it but there's also it, it's wood punk which i guess means the technology but a lot of it's made of wood mm. a lot of weird oh, shit going shit. on with it there's it a guy me of that with one a shotgun bastion like seven kind of like barrels. a wood bastion but he's like yeah. oh, this, this, but he's wood there's no way this isn't the mountain blade engine yeah if, at the if game, you look like at the ui 100 mountain blade engine yeah so I guess this is probably a mod that got permission to develop into a fully-fledged game, which might uh, be good. Might be. It, it could be. Uh, okay, moving on to April 27th, we have Battle Riders, which uh, is basically Death Race the game, it looks like. Yeah, that was my impression of it. You know, Death Race-like car combat, which mm -hmm. may be good, but a lot of games have tried this and just totally fucked it up. So we'll see what this one turns out to be. I really want one to be good already. I, I really do. I truly do. <laughs> the next game is so cute. It's called yeah. Under Leaves. Yeah. Oh, stop. It's so cute. It's a hidden object game, but I left it in because I thought the aesthetic was kind of neat. Yeah, it looks. Huh, it's like a kid's books aesthetic. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. I like that. It's cute. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's good. It's so uh, cute. A little peanut butter in my hand. 
What? The game after that is called <laughs> Agatha Knife. Got jelly on my hand. Got jelly on my hand. Got jelly on my hand. No one understands what we're saying. No one knows what we're talking about. Got jelly on my hand. Got jelly on my hand. Just a cax. We gotta go look at Agatha Knife. Just a cax. Yeah, do you guys want to talk about Agatha Knife? Let's go talk about Agatha Knife. Probably not. The, the whimsical twisted adventure a child torn between her love for eating meat and her friendships with animals. Okay. I like it. Looks I don't know bit, what this is, but I a, like a little bit hot topic for me. But some people it's like a little it. hot topic. That's a good way to put it. Newgrounds game to me as well. I'm getting a Homestuck vibe. I get that too. Yeah. 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 Get it. All right. Moving um, on. The next one is Bendy and the Ink Machine, which looks weird. First it's me. free. It's free. Yeah. That's kind of why I kept it in there. But I did like the aesthetic puzzle action horror game that will forever ruin your childhood love of cartoons, it claims. Oh, yeah. that's gorgeous looking. Yeah, right. Probably, probably pretty short experience, but looks kind of neat. Mm -hmm. yeah. After that is Expeditions Viking. Yeah, I want to play this. Um, from the guys who made Expeditions Conquistadors. Uh, very much a you land with a small band of Norse warriors, and it's a party-based RPG with events and all sorts of cool shit and strategy. And yeah, this is this is right up my alley. Hmm. Uh, next up is Rip Tail, which looks awesome. This looks like it could be super fun. Yeah, the black and white with red on it, super hard action it's platformer. Just, it's super thing. Castlevania looking to me. Yeah, a bit. It's a bit of Super House of Dead Ninjas for me. I'm getting that mm. from it, only with the Downwell aesthetic. Right. Yes, Downwell is the game I was trying to think of when I was like, "Oh, this color palette reminds me of or lack of color palette." Yeah. Uh, the next game is called De Blob. De Blob. Oh, that old one? That's yeah, it came out? it's a new version of Diblob. Although, mm -hmm. I think it may have been one that was like on the Wii at one point. Yeah. I, I remember like, seeing it. I like the aesthetic of it, though. I thought the art style was really cool. But it seems to be coloring things and blobbing about the place. <laughs> Next up is Dawn of War 3, which we talked about. Talked about, yeah. Uh, after that is a game that looks super cool named Slice, Dice, and Rice. Yeah, the, I love the art style of this thing. The art style looks great. S very sa uh, Samurai Jack, maybe, mm -hmm. or Afro Samurai, yeah. one of the yeah, two. Afro Samurai. Uh, Afro yeah. Samurai more than anything, yeah. I'm yeah. really curious about it. I think literally you just have, even though it says there's no life, I guess you just die and you lose a skull. Is that what this is supposed to be? Maybe. Like, there's no life bar. You just like. this is a it's fighting a game. Oh, yeah. It's a it fighting game with no life bar, but I think the premise is like you can parry and block and dodge and stuff but if you die then you lose a little skull oh, it's maybe like bushido blade too. used to be it has yeah, one yeah. hit kills mm. if you hit them in the right place so it's a very much a game of parrying and getting the right shot in i am actually right. really into that idea like a badass dive kick it's yeah. kind of like uh my brain just died you know viking game that just came out for honor it's like for honor when, oh, okay. when you're fighting you know it's Is just it? like parry 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 okay you just got killed Really? Next up. Oh, That's my you. experience. <laughs> that might be your experience. Okay. Yeah. Instantly murdered is the Jesse Cox experience. Um, for Wii U, use your words is yeah. coming out. Great game, very fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very fun. Um, Kamiko for Nintendo Switch. Yep, that is not on Steam. I have no idea what that thing is. What is it? Kamiko? Kamiko. Kamiko? K-A-M-I-K-O. Yeah, Kamiko for Nintendo Switch. Looks like a top-down Zelda-esque game. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Neat. 
I'm, or a sushi restaurant that's nearby the yeah, office. Yeah, I actually got that yeah. too. I'm glad to see that there's quite a lot of the cheaper bar. digital yeah. games coming to Switch, though. I think that, that console's going to live or die on the basis of having a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, next up is ACA Neo Geo Galaxy Fight for PS4. Holy shit. Sure, why not? <laughs> Let's have another Neo Geo game. Yeah. Um, I have to pee so bad, so I, I gave the it. rest of the list to Jesse. I'll be oh, right back. That was oh, the Jesse. Next. I don't. I don't think he okay. has the list. <laughs> the next one, uh, April twenty eighth, is Little Nightmares, which apparently is one everyone's talking about. Oh yeah. Ah yeah. Really big and pretty cool. So also has a nice aesthetic. Absolutely, it looks. Everything gorgeous. looks pretty lately. What's going on with graphics? Bad. It's almost like they want to impress you or something. I know, right? Yeah, uh, your childhood fears. Some of the shit is cool. I love that the scene in the kitchen looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Hands chasing you. The like this looks like it'd be a great game. Yeah. I want to see more games with this kind of style. Not no, not so much the style, just like it's like a surreal realism, you know. It reminds yes. me. It reminds me of Inside in that way. Yeah. Uh, the next game is Tanzia, which is an old school RPG with modern tech. So they claim. It's going it to like early access. The hot bars of WoW and kind of yeah. Graphics of ukulele. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if that's why. an insult or a compliment to ukulele. Just, I just but, don't know how to describe this. Like it has that uh, 3D platformer graphic style. Yeah, it looks a little elderly. Let's just put it that way. Reminds but me not, of a uh, Quest old. 64. I think it was called. Oh god, yeah, that's that's going back a bit. Yeah. Uh, next one. Grecia Phantom Trigger Volume 1 and 2. Is There's your out. visual novel dose for the week. A kinetic novel, as in other words, no branching roots, basically. So literally just a story. Oh, is that, is that what that means? Is that how they Ke can scare Yeah, you? that's what kinetic novel apparently means. It just means it's a story. There's no branching paths or choices of any sort. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Uh, it says W, but I don't know that that's a game. No, I can hold that. Yeah, just all right. W. Yeah. Uh, Tiny Thor, which yeah, I looked pretty cool so badly. Yeah, it looks like a Game Boy Advance platformer. That's what that, oh, that graphic style looks cute. like. Little yeah. Tiny yeah. Thor. Yeah, he looks great. Looks pretty great. Uh, Dukes, you want to take it over? Sure. Next up is One Dog Story. One Dog Story. Yep, another pixel adventure game with RPG elements in it. I guess I you're a dog. Cute. Oh, you're a little pupper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pup and he has like a shotgun. He looks yeah. like a janitor pupper with a shotgun. Yep. I love apparently, he can't take it anymore. Apparently. He, epic <laughs> battle. Yeah, that looked pretty neat. Uh, game after that is called Ways of History. Yes, a free-to-play sort of RTS long-term rounds, which I assume is kind of like a web-based game where a lot of different people play together. It's like a giant civilization. Holy shit! Yeah. Mm. What? Yeah. What the hell? Which I thought looked, that... cra looked really crazy. I bet that would actually be really fun if you really committed to it. Yes, like I Ebony? imagine it would be. Is that what this is? Is this? I hope not. Ebony I mean... without the, I need your help, my lord. Was that that thing that I always saw the ads for with yes. like the big titties? Okay. Yes, indeed. Boobs now, my lord. <laughs> I need to show you my boobs now, my lord. And then, and then it was just a really boring city builder strategy web game that had nothing to do yeah. with that. Yeah. I, I, it looks a bit better than that. Let me put it that way. I'm intrigued by the size of it. What is this next dude? Uh, what is this next game? I mean, it doesn't come in English, so should we even do it? No, I don't know okay. why it's even there. My apologies. Game I, I... <laughs> next game is called Veil of Crows. 
Lux right. potentially neat if it's good. Like uh, it big sandbox medieval Lords, RTS. Castles and bastards. Damn. Okay. Yeah. It it, hmm. lo it looks like if they got this right, it would be good. But I've seen people Game attempt this before. Kind of yeah, Game of Thrones has a little bit of Mountain Blade in there, a little bit of um, yeah. Total War in there. It's like if you get this right. It'll probably be pretty cool, but yeah, I'm not holding out any hope. Shots aren't so bad. There's some pretty cool elements here. Yeah, I love like watching the the fire arrows come down, set fire to shit, dropping logs on people. It looks like it has potential if they don't fuck it up. Yeah. I wish them luck. <laughs> next up is it. called Next up is called Eris. It is an Otome game, a science fiction fantasy Otome game. Apparently. Yeah, I only left it in there because one, it was free, and two, because the art style looks really weird. And the My absolute favorite part of this. <laughs> third screenshot is just three anime characters and a bear and a fucking bear and i don't know bear's like i don't know why i'm here <laughs> yep <laughs> next up is called super red hot hero action platformer yeah it looked like a, a fairly decent action platformer from what i could tell inspired by mario meat boy and mega man well if you're gonna pick the greats sure <laughs> you know just set your expectations a little bit low for that one then looked pretty cool though yeah Next up is Blossoms Bloom Brightest. It is uh -huh. a uh, Yuri visual novel. With a, all a, with a dollop of mystery. With a dollop of mystery. Because everyone's a dollop of it. Yes. For those who um, don't know, Yuri's a girl uh, with another one, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. A girl yes. with another one. Yes. What, you <laughs> that's know. what Yuri is. People are confused about because Yuri on ice, they thought that's what that meant. It does not appear. Yeah. I know. His name was Yuri. Yeah. It does if it was Yuri on Yuri, then it'd be different. If it was yeah. Yowie on ice, then it'd be weird. It yeah. Would make more sense. If it was Yowie, that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up. Nice. What? Stop it. Next up next. is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Switch. Yep. That's kind of the big Switch Steam. release. No, not on no. Steam, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> that'd be great. Also, Constructor. I, I is, that the, is that the cool? What looks great? Sorry. No, Constructor. Oh. It, yeah, is this the um, mafia? Think, think the mafia sim game. Yes. It's cool that they're bringing this to the Switch, and very weird that they're bringing this to the Switch. It's like an old MS DOS game. Aren't they doing an HD version of that? That's not out yet, is it? Could this be it? Because like, it's so funny to see the old graphics. Like this was a great game back in the day. Yeah, Constructor oh. was awesome. Like it really was like a mafia kind of city builder. Have they brought Constructor HD out yet? I don't think they have. I think they've... This is just, is this a, I don't know. Maybe they have done it. Uh, no, apparently the game will unlock in approximately four weeks. Why the fuck would they bring it out on Switch first? That doesn't make any sense. It looks kind of neat, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to play it. <laughs> Super uh, yeah. I remember, yeah, they are bringing it out on... That is bizarre, but okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Next up is River City Melee Battle Royale SP for PS4. Yeah, just some sort of Battle Royale version of River City for PS4, as you might imagine. Cool. You can already get River City on PC on Steam. <laughs> um, April 29th, we have Jidosha Shakai, which looks Translates like a car to game. Tokyo Drift is what it means. Yep, oh. totally. Yep. Yep. Open world Tokyo drifting kind of Japanese racing game. They do love that kind of thing over there. And they it's love street the racing thing. They can't stop. Well, they, they want that Tokyo drifting, obviously. Yeah. Coming out just in time for the 50th Fast and Furious movie. Oh, God, I wish. Only get better. Are we up to there that far? Yeah, I don't know what we're up to we now, it. but the nice ones were. 49 of them. Like, fate, Dude, like, the fate seriously, of the Seriously, this last one was the best one so, so far. <laughs> they always keep getting guys. better. They only get better. 
It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, next up is Vagrant Hearts Zero. The only reason yeah. I included this, because it really does look like an RPG maker game, is that the company that put this out may have made about 50 of these. If you look at the list of what Warfare Studios has made, they claim it's a prequel to the hit series Vagrant Hearts, and not to be confused with Valiant Hearts or Vagrant Story. Right. I went to their list of stuff that's like, holy fuck, that is a lot of RPG maker games. Mm. At least I assume they're RPG maker games. They definitely look all the same. So it's like, this is a studio that just makes that. Do you think they're actually good or is he just really committed to it? I have no so. idea. I, I assume they have their audience. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I guess so. Um, next up is Higurashi When They Cry Ho. This is chapter five. They have a lot oh, of these fucking chapters. Series of visual novels. It's oh a sound God. novel, whatever that means. Just a visual novel with sound, then? Yeah. I guess. Oh, I, um, I forgot it's so weird the art looked in this game. Yeah, <laughs> the art's next, very, a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, next up is Roscoal. Indeed. Uh, 2D shooter game. Dynamic 2D shooter, view from the top sort of thing. These can be fun. It probably won't be. Looked a bit rubbish. Actually don't know why I included it, but hey. <laughs> Next up is Spiritland. That's the last one. We're ending oh, on that one. Great. Yeah. Build, battle, customize your way to seize control over lands from a humble beginning. Again, early access. Like, hey, this has got all the potential in the world. This being a really cool sort of strategy game. If they pull it off correctly and make it look like less of a mess. That's yeah, why. That's why looks pretty aged already. Yeah, it doesn't it, even it, come out yet. It really, really does. There, there are actually only three more games. Should we do them? Should we just crack them out? Sure. Yeah. Let's oh, do it. Uh, sure. May the first. Yep. Let's do the last three. Okay. Uh, Space Odyssey. Yep. I'm exploring a sci-fi universe. I Space like the aesthetic Ops? of it. Looked pretty damn cool. It's for Vive and for Rift as well. Always cool. good to get space games for that. This next game. Yeah. Neighboring Islands. Neighboring Islands. Look, I I'm going to expect that both you and John are too classy for this joke, but cry. Tell me uh -huh. that doesn't look like every early 3D erotica that ever existed. <laughs> it just does. It looks like every early dirty 3D porn that ever was. I know exactly what you mean, dude. Like, all right. I'm glad <laughs> I know that the other two are too classy for this, but you and I, we get this joke. It's, I am classy. I've had some regretful nights. I understand. That's a joke. <laughs> I get it, dude. I know. And last joke. up is Murder Most Misfortunate. Indeed. I, incidentally, I did include the Neighboring Islands one because I like the whole idea of Pirates' sort of Age of Sail visual choice novel. Not that it looked like early 3D porn, but there you go. Explore <laughs> the mansion, search for clues, interrogate the other guests as you strive to unmask the killer in this open-ended mystery, supposedly. Oh, the guy in the second screenshot is freaking me out. Oh, my. What's going on there? He's, he's Does he have a nose? I don't know. Maybe Sagat really let himself go, I think. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. God. He realized his actual body, too. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All right. Pretty sure that wraps things up. Good Lord. I thought we didn't have many releases this week. I was wrong. I should have taken an even harder call to it. Even then, though. <sighs> Blame the Switch. Apparently, there's a bunch of stuff coming out for the Switch. That's why. Mm. Just how it is. Yep. Good. All That's right. a good thing, I'd say. Yeah, but that involves being able to get one. Good luck with yeah. that. Supposedly they're restocking it alongside Mario. So I expect that last of all five minutes, but <laughs> uh, we'll see. We're about done, folks. Thank you very much for watching the Co-Optional Podcast. But before we go, we'd love to tell you what's coming up on the channels this week. Cry, what are your plans over the no. next few days? 
Just no, nothing. Kind of just chilling, you know, just hanging out. God, I want to live chilling your life. Out, <laughs> relaxing. God damn, you yeah. cry. Dude, I know you guys are all like very busy people. You have offices, you know, you have <laughs> lives. I just sit here, watch Netflix. I've been, I've just, just Don't been chilling out. We sit around on the floor and take photos of our of your pets look go to twitter go to at dex bonus on twitter the pinned tweet there oh yeah uh, is the beginning of of a wonderful journey or oh. go to my instagram and see behind the scenes footage of what really happened that fateful day oh yeah. my oh my god what did you do to karama just just keep going right. just <laughs> just let it just let it take you on a journey okay what are you doing <laughs> don't worry about it it's too it's too long for you to look at it now yeah. anywho oh, no. hi i'm dodger you can find me at youtube.com slash press to continue or twitch.tv slash dex bonus and i do the animus and i do the video games and i have fun and i would love it if you'd have fun with me the end you also mock butt wipes for men apparently dude wipes dude wipes yeah you Whoa. don't believe there is a reason for these I'd be embarrassed to buy dude wipes. I'd rather get like baby wipes than dude wipes. Yeah. Wipes, yeah. You literally are letting everyone know you're the biggest fucking douchebag that ever. When you buy one, because fuck me, that's dumb. Yeah, when you get a baby wipe, it's like, well, you know, I got a kid, you know, I just gotta go deal with this thing. I have a dirty butt. My ass, yeah. Yeah, I wipe my butt. I poop. No, get out of here. It's like when you buy Kleenex for men, everybody knows that you bought them for. Mm, rather than, well, maybe that too, but not from there, you know. I would never Kleenex do that for in the office. What's a Kleenex for men? I th I think that might be a UK Wait, there's thing. A Kleenex for like a specific Kleenex is for men. Yeah, Kleenex for men is a very popular brand. It's mostly in the UK, I guess. It's just very man size. It's it is large tissues. Strong. Get the fuck out absorbs. of here. tissues. It's for wanking. <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> it's not a secret. That's so... <laughs> Jesse, who are you? What? Dude wipes. Who are you, Jesse? Tell who are everybody. you, Jesse? Oh, who am I? Hi, I'm Jesse Cox. I have a cold. And I uh today an episode of Outlast went up, like just now. So you should go watch that. And I'm probably gonna be streaming a game with Gerard after this. So that'll be cool. And I love you guys and uh Instagram and Twitter. You pain saying this. Uh, Snapchat him on all those. You he's can he's find been arguing too much on Twitter today. He doesn't really everywhere. feel this way. Yeah, all I need to know is, guys, I'll find you. You don't need to find me. <laughs> You'll no, find every no. single. <laughs> I'll he, find you. He, he he will find you. <laughs> I'll find yeah. you yeah. and I'll hurt you. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Bye. I don't know how to follow that one. You know. With the... <laughs> general creepy threat where did but... we end up today <laughs> in strange places that's a weird path we have a, <laughs> we have a show of a lot of very broken people and we ended up in, <laughs> we are so broken in a strange place as a result oh shit. probably be some stuff coming on the channel this week i really do want to get that battle brothers video out i think i'm gonna go complete that damn objective that one fucking ambition finish it and then i'll probably do get it. my video out do it uh, Mike, i believe in you yeah i've got i've actually played like seven different games yesterday all sorts of different little things i was maybe looking at trying to maybe get some stuff together for after hours so i might do something on mr shifty i was playing a little bit of orcs must die unchained but then realized it seems like it's just the same as the last one but grindier so maybe not but mm. 
I'll just be making the decision on the next couple of days whether or not we fully lift this Sega boycott and just go back to covering shit like Dawn of War 3 because, like, no one even remembers I'd do that. Oh, so, I know so we're kind of, like, ending it and everything, but yeah. is Domina good? Yeah. It's got save so, now, dude, does it? Domina's does it have so save good. now? I believe they've put that in. Yeah, it is fun to play. But okay. I believe the reason we all weren't really up for it at the start is because we realized rapidly Domina didn't have a save feature. And the dev's like, oh, it's fine. It's like, no, it's not fine. It's like, yeah, but it can finish a playthrough in two hours. Like, yeah, maybe you can, but we're shit. We need to be able to save our games. Besides, you know, it's like, oh, well, I just sit down for two hours of Domina out of nowhere. It's like, oh, it's time for that shit. Yeah, yeah it is good. But sense. apparently there's a save feature in the game now. So people are recommending you could save and quit now. That was basically what needed to be fixed. So I'll go back and play Domina. Yeah, I'll get my Domina video done too. There's a list of things to do. Yeah, it is good. You should try it. Ah, a lot, cool. lot, of, lot of mention of Roman cock. Oh, okay. And if, and, if, and if it's not mentioned, you just shout Jupiter's cock and you'll feel Jupiter's cock. Jupiter's cock. Yeah, yeah, just keep saying it. Yep. It'll be fun. Big, oh. big, big up to the dev for powering out so many fucking updates since launch. Holy shit. I think he's updated 26 times in a month. It's so good. It's Jesus. very impressive. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's Take a great note, Blizzard. Jesus. That yeah. Works. Very impressive. All right. We're about done, folks. Thank you very much for watching the Kill Optional Podcast. We'll be back same time next week. I believe the current guest we have booked in will be Mr. Super Bunny Hop, who will no doubt spend an hour talking to us about the Metal Gear Solid Pachinko machine that he played in Japan. Probably. So, yeah, which will be very fun to hear. I really want to hear about uh, hitting the lever and all sorts of things. That would be jealous. lovely. I'd, I would be, too. That would be too. great. We only get the boring slot machines over here. They get Snake as a slot machine. It's great. We're done. Thanks a lot for watching the show. Big thanks to our guest once a day, Cry, who powered through illness to be here. What? Thank you very yep. much for that. He's been and sick Jesse. all day. And who also powered through illness to be here. Who's, who's do Mental power through illness and physical here. illness, and not me. the same thing. Just... And you. <laughs> oh, oh, God, through. Jesse. Oh, God, no. Oh, he's done. Oh, We're God. done. <laughs> we Bye. need a replacement. Bye. Bye.